Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tim and Griff. Happy birthday to you. Matt, Matt you, you thought, thought of, everything. of everything. Well, you can't have a birthday without a cake. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. Welcome, Golden Globus Theater. I have one very serious. This is a family-friendly show, of course. Children, women, usually welcome. But for this episode, I need you to know there is a very, very good chance that you will put some. This episode will put some hair on your chest, and I guarantee that it will put some hair on your lip, your upper lip, where the mustache goes. Because Murray, I have a mustache. I specifically grew a mustache for this episode. And we didn't just grow these mustaches for no reason. We no. have a guest today, and we have a serious villain today who has a mustache. This is a whole hey, but mustache wait, wait, wait. Is he a villain? That, is he? That remains to be seen. All right. We'll I have put a theory. We'll get into it Asterisk, asterisk. But before we get to our guest, I just want everybody to know this is a good friend of mine. Years ago, he taught me all the secrets of life. Hot sauce. Chicken. Eat them together. Uh, broccoli. Buy the bag. Just eat it. He taught me that. That's he taught what he you taught how to eat broccoli. That's I never knew how to eat broccoli. Man. I would just shove it in my mouth, and then I would choke on it because the pieces are too large. But he, then he, he said, said, chew. He said, sit down. <laughs> I'll show you how I do it with the hot sauce. Put some Red Hot on it. But he also reinvigorated my love for Marvel books because uh, when I met him, I was wearing a, uh, I believe it's Jamie Medrick's The Multiple Man. Was, it, was that our bachelor party shirt? It was the bachelor party shirt. <laughs> yeah. I was wearing that, and he came Laundry over. And, or, uh, yeah, I came over to where I was sitting, and he said, "Oh, multiple man, that's fucking dope." Friends forever. Right at that moment. <laughs> Next thing you know, this motherfucker's telling me all about chasing the dream, the most inspiring tales I've ever heard. We we, we spent an hour and a half just talking to him before we started recording because we've been giggling our asses off. Right. This COVID has made it so hard. It's Very so good hard. to chat with friends. But the worst thing he's done for me, Murray, and you will attest to this. <laughs> yes, I will. He put wrestling back in my heart. Right. 500 plus <laughs> hours over COVID of watching, reviewing, listening to podcasts, listening to shoot stories, you motherfucker. Hate texting. Joe, hate texting. <laughs> Joseph Coleman is here. Joe, what do you got to say for yourself? What's up? It's the Tan Lantern, the Jack the Tan Businessman, the Genetic Jackpot, Mr. Latter-day Night Thunder Lats himself, Joe Coleman. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to see you guys. I'm so happy. I'm sorry I had to put you through it. That's what wrestling's all about, though. It's getting you invested, getting the emotion, getting the hate, the anger. But then, you know, it's all about that love when something great happens. That's what you're there for. That's what you really want to see, right? It's all about just making you feel alive. I mean, there's definitely a lot of... uh vintage stuff that makes me feel alive the attitude era has really made me question my childhood like there's a lot i like but then there's a lot i'm like oh my god this is this is ridiculous but see when i go back and watch some of that vintage stuff i'm like man there's a lot of context i missed here and i am here for it and i love it yeah there's definitely a lot of context i missed this well the the first and last time i met joe was before society collapsed apparently 
we went to one of your wrestling shows. And thank you. Thank you. Where you and your partner uh, pummeled two handicapped people. <laughs> you know, they were... It was sanctioned. It was a sanctioned they're match, They're licensed people. to wrestle. I don't know who licensed those gentlemen. <laughs> I don't know how, but one of them fought, you know, the WWE multiple yeah. time heavyweight yes. champion Brock Lesnar. He almost died. But he still, <laughs> he still yeah. fought him. Yeah. He still fought him. So, of course, he can get in the ring with the genetic right. jackpot. It's fine. And yeah. you know what? We... We we were our own worst enemy that <laughs> night. I threw protein powder. It hit my buddy in the Dude. eyes. He threw some. It hit me in the eyes. I don't remember how it happened. I, uh, they, I, don't, they, yeah. I don't even know how we lost. They it was embarrassing. I, I will um, say, the, man, the, the gentleman he mentioned had one leg. That's true. Literally. We're not making that up. And then it's the, the strongest <laughs> leg on earth. Yeah. He does a moonsault. Strong. Okay? He's just the man. Look, okay, I'll give him all the credit in the world. He's done more with one leg than I've done with two, and mine are jacked. My brother is a baseball superstar in his high school days, and I'm sorry to admit that, John, but that's the truth. In his high school days, he was a superstar, and he would steal bases on everybody. He went up against a one-armed catcher. Catcher! The guy caught the ball, dropped his glove, and then picked the ball back up. He threw out my brother because he thought my brother was just like, I could steal second on this guy. <laughs> my brother got thrown out by a mile, and it was, it was, it was embarrassment. The red was all over his face. So you know what? Handicapped people, uh, uh, they're talented. Handy-capable people. Handy-capable people. You know what? You just never underestimate an opponent ever. That's what you guys did. People that you think might have some sort of disadvantage because they're going to work even harder to overcome that disadvantage. And you know what? It's going to bite you right in the ass. I wasn't expecting that technical prowess. I thought for sure I can win this. This is going to be an easy night. I even told my babe in the front row. I said, you start the car. We're not working by the hour here. I don't get paid by the hour. This is going to be quick. We're going to go. I'm going to take you to a great downriver date. It's going to be awesome. Downriver date. That's freaking lost. Well, you know, I, oh. I got to say, I have, I have the, the, the very green protein powder around here. That stuff absorbs moisture. I can't imagine you could see for the next week, by the way, that shit just eats moisture away. I, I, it's got it's to do numbers to your eyeballs. Oh, yeah. My vision's probably like 135, whatever that is. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Uh, I'm pretty much blind. I feel like I have cataracts. So one, oh, of the, one of the things we like to get into on the topics of our movies here is we need to figure out where you well, benchmark. We mention, this is a special day because this is our birthday episode. That's why we have a guest. That's why we're doing this big movie. I forgot Matt Hannon. He gave us a happy birthday greeting. Well, before, he, oh, he does that every year. He sends us a birthday we, greeting. We're so used the to it at this point. Matt Hannon. The <laughs> Samurai Cat Matt Hannon gives us a nice happy birthday greeting. Always personalizes it. God, and he always sends us the same banana hammock picture. Amazing. I always appreciate it. I do, too. Uh, he always signs he... signs it in a different way, so that's nice. Yeah. But yeah, uh, be, can we can we get into the first questions? Are you going to give it to Joe his questions? Well, or I just... mean, all of us have to talk oh. about our beginnings with Commando. Okay, yeah, we can do so, that. So, well, uh, I'm the old guy here, so I actually saw this in the theaters. Yeah, that's good for you, Murray. That is impressive. Uh, I'm going to be 47 in a couple No days. way. Get out of here. <laughs> yes. I thought for sure. I was like, this man's 26. <laughs> it's the mustache. It's the season mustache. 26-year-old man. Uh, Saves your youth. Some shit, but 26. <laughs> Joe, what was, your, what was your first uh, interaction with Commando? 
In uh, fact, you know, I gotta be honest. Commando wasn't one of my go-to Arnold movies, and I feel like I always caught it on TV. Okay, like this was the first time I actually saw, like, sat down, start to finish. Oh shit! It. Okay, like, um, excuse me, sorry about that. Very unprofessional on a podcast. Had to clear my throat, but um, I feel like I always somehow caught it at the scene where Arnold is chasing Sully around. So like I missed the whole uh, opening part to an extent. I knew it started with Arnold with a giant tree on his shoulder looking sweet. Oh yeah. Any other wood chopping scene just comes, you know, nature. Oh, Best way to train. Embarrassing. Always it's said like, it. you know what? Yeah. No one can look as good as Arnold doing it. Why would you even try? They tried in Age of Ultron. You saw Chris Evans doing it at like 190 pounds. I get it. You're Captain America and all that, but this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is Mr. Universe, and he beat the real Hulk in the frickin' Mr. Olympia. How this, are you going to... This was in the days when men were men. Like, you had to have a body to be an action star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I miss had, those days. I had a woman say she uh, that I remind her of Chris Evans, and I slapped her. <laughs> <laughs> He's Captain America, man. <laughs> Uh, I, not my, guy. Excuse me. I mean, excuse me. Guy. Not my Captain America. My Captain America is Red Brown. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Is he the guy with the motorcycle and the plastic shield? Yes. Or is he the guy from? Is she the guy? Is he the guy? It's... Red Brown is that guy. Yes. Oh, you're not even going with the one with the plat, like the rubber no, no, ears no, no, who no, fought no. the Red Fuck Skull. That guy. Oh, that guy. All no, oh, that's that where he was sweet, and Red Skull was Italian. But whatever. Mamma mia, Hitler. <laughs> We have done that movie, and we have many of words that we've we done said. all the Captain America movies except for the Chris Evans. Oh, because apparently he hates Chris Evans. I'm fine with him. So I think he's all right. What what got you into Arnold then? Uh, you know, <laughs> I was probably watching Arnold movies way earlier than I should have been because oh uh, yeah, no. there's never I too don't know. early. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, we were fortunate enough to have HBO uh, when I was oh, a kid. Oh, jeez, okay. So like. One of Very the first fortunate. action movies I ever actually watched. It wasn't. It wasn't an Arnold movie, but it was uh, Road Warrior. No, greatest movie. Oh, of oh hell God. yeah! You are plucking Murray's heart. Changed my life. Changed my life. <laughs> See, I, I, I was like, this is the most badass thing I've ever seen. Yes. I was three years old. All right, <laughs> that was my the father let me see that when I was three. That. Now I've watched it as an adult, and I'm like, Dad, why were you? <laughs> yeah, no, no, your dad is, is a perfect dad. I mean, oh yeah, that's what I always. We said. do have a connection between Road Warrior and this movie as well. Awesome. Do we? I thought we did. I thought one of the main characters oh, was Commando. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, I just blanked out. You're absolutely right. Is it Vernon? Yeah. Vernon. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was Vernon like... is Wes, the guy with the mohawk from Road Warrior. Yeah. Oh, sweet. But see, because like I've just had action movies just ingrained in my soul since yeah. then. So I'd say my first Arnold interaction was probably catching Terminator on TV okay. and things yeah. like that. Um, and then, of course, there was Terminator 2 came out. Immediately we rented that on VHS and things like that. And then uh, I saw Total Recall as well. So oh, those were so my good. first real Arnold movies. And then um, <laughs> in, like, 98, my dad got the Arnold box set of VHSs, which was actually on my work desk at home. I can't, I Inspiration. Those are, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's Total Recall, both Terminators at the time. Um, the only two that are worth it. Damn. <laughs> and uh, and Predator. So And True Lies as well. But, oh. you know, whatever. True Lies is good it's, enough. It's good. Yeah. It's good. But it's it's, it's different. Commando. It's different. It's not no, Commando. No, it's Commando not is... If you said, write me an action movie, this would be that movie. I agree. And uh, that's what I love about it. We got it. a so lot. Like, you got 90 minutes. Here it is. Boom. Let's yes. go. We'll break that down a lot more. Murray? 
interaction with Commando. We already know you're the Arnold guy. I, yeah, Arnold was my dude. Your mom yeah. hated him, didn't want to no, take no, you no, to no. him? No, 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 Mom liked Schwarzenegger. Oh. My mom, say, I, I explained it. My mom was like an action snob. Like the like Stallone, Schwarzenegger, okay. Jean-Claude Segal, Oh, no. okay. Uh, I, I keep yeah. getting that confused. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, okay. All right, so, I got to be fair, though. I'm the same way. You got main eventers are right. Stallone and Arnold, and then, you know, respectable mid-carters <sighs> are... JCVD and in below that is Seagal. I'm sorry, guys. That, that's how just how I. See oh it. no no oh, no. We we, sh- we we shit on Seagal all the time. <laughs> yeah, we had somebody comment yeah. on our YouTube for Seagal, and he was like, "I thought this was the movie." And I said, "Sensei Seagal needs your money to buy new hair plugs, so <laughs> go give him money. Don't yeah. don't yell at us for not giving you the movie. We clearly say this is not the movie. What do you want from me, people?" Go on, Murray. So I, I guess I would have seen uh, Terminator before it came out earlier. I did see Terminator in the theaters, too. Sure. I saw that on a, on a double feature with Tom Selleck's Runaway. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm old, Those like two I said. do not belong anywhere well, near. Well, there's no science fiction. They have robots. I get that, but in name only. There's even yeah. more mustache brought into this conversation. Tom <laughs> Selleck. The, well, just, that's the one we all the aspire king. to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's I, the emperor of I mustaches. made a mistake in not buying. I, I went to a uh, estate sale, and there was a poster of him playing volleyball, diving into the picture. So his mustache. <laughs> he was turned away, but his mustache was Probably still Probably just fun. the <laughs> shortest <laughs> shorts that have <laughs> ever been. estate sale. Like, someone's like, you got to sell right you can't throw that in the trash well, don't you understand what an estate sale is yeah it's a, it's like a garage sale for dead people yeah exactly so the house is like how it was yeah go figure you open up the basement door and there it is a shrine to tom Selleck. it was a shrine to tom it was a Selleck? shrine wow and i felt like that was probably the part that kept me awake because it's like this guy's Closing the door, shutting off the light, lighting a match, and jerking it in here or something. <laughs> like, I don't know what what is happening. There might be some space herpes in there. Callback. So, yeah, so I was hyped for it. I, I, this is still my top in my top five Schwarzenegger movies, even though it is incredibly ridiculous. But I had the poster on my wall the, from Commando with him with the fucking camo gear on, with the fucking paint. I had it all. <laughs> love it. I love it. Also, I feel like it was the uh, like the inspiration for the box art for Contra on NES too. Yeah, yeah, right, right up there, dude. Oh, the holy Testicle Tuesday! Look at that. Yeah, impressive. That's the second Contra, but it was done by Powell, so I had to buy it. It's also the soundtrack because that's the vinyl. Um, Hell yeah! Yeah, I saw this when I was like eight, and. Uh, even though there's boobs in it, I don't know if someone was always on staff to fast forward it or if, uh, you know, I got to see my first glimpse of titties, which we're going to have to really get into that scene later on. Yeah, but. yeah. See, I, I didn't know if we were going to talk about the oh, actual no. what was happening we, in that scene. There's a lot to talk about. All right, all right, yeah. See, a lot I thought to talk maybe about. I only caught that, and I was like, <laughs> no. okay. Joe, this, and this, this came out in 1985, and they were like, let's break ground. 85 was a great year for wrestling and for action movies. Um, <laughs> thank you, Joe. And <laughs> so I saw this when I was eight, and it was very impressionable. That opening scene with the garbage truck rolling up on the hill, and and then it unloads on the guy. I walked to school every day of my childhood, <laughs> and when I would hear the garbage trucks coming, I would hide behind trees just in case. And then I also used this hair gel crew comb that came in like a giant lipstick cylinder thing that uh, 
that Arnold uses later in the movie when he's doing his gear up montage, and I would pretend I'd be putting camouflage in. This movie impacted every day of my youth. I loved it so much. Every time we rented it, I I watched it five times. This was this was my Arnold movie. I didn't this watch. This is your key Arnold movie. I didn't watch Terminator until I was maybe like twenty or something. Terminator. Whoa! Yeah, Terminator 2, I think I saw a little earlier than that, but I don't even remember it at all. I remember, like, the villain chasing him. Such great fucking villains. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. All right. I got to get into some serious questions for Joe Murray. You okay. take a back seat for this one. Murray. Or, uh, I'm thinking that. I'm so, u- <laughs> I'm so used to talking to Murray. Now, this is very topical last week's episode. We did a sci-fi episode, and we were very concerned about time warps. And, Joe, I know you're an expert on uh, physics and wormholes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you're in a spaceship that is traveling at the speed of light and you turn on the headlights, does anything happen? No. Good. It's <laughs> the wrong answer, but good. What? I don't know. I like your confidence. <laughs> also, an episode. Uh, this was off-air uh, co- topic that came up between me and Murray. Were MILFs a concept before 1999's use of the word in American Pie? No, absolutely not. But it's crazy how that's ingrained now. Yeah. Linguist Laurel Sutton documents the earliest use in 1992 in the book Bitches in Skinky Hobags. <laughs> no one read that. Yeah, I call Professor Nabnudes also documented <laughs> its use in 1989. No. no. All right. No, I don't buy that. Okay, they may have they may have stolen it, but either way, they popularized it. They used it on TV. It's the same principle in wrestling. You can come up with a sweet finishing move, all this cool stuff, but guess what? First time someone uses that on TV, it's fucking theirs, and that's what sucks. I'm gonna have to accept this. <laughs> I gave that's you guys the, the background, but I'll accept your I'll accept so your refusals. It, it unfortunately, it has to go to American Pie. Yep. All right, guys, I got one last thing. Me and Murray, now we put on a very pro-consent. We love consent, but we also know that our fans sexualize the fuck out of us. They write us dirty letters. All the time. It's it's constant. How many nude pictures I get sliding into my DMs? Oh, unbelievable. It's just absolutely disgusting, and I don't even know how this has happened. Maybe the announcement of Joe being here. We've got dirty voicemail for Joe. I'll just play it now. Wow. I mean, this guy's really gnarly. He's scary. <laughs> just wanted to crawl all over him. I mean, you just wanted to hang off his biceps. You couldn't get a more perfect uh, specimen physically. It's that really confusing sexuality comes through, right? Fasten your seatbelts, because it's some ride. I remember we were at lunch and, and we were just we were just thrilled to be in his presence because he's just like he's bigger than life, perfect uh, specimen physically. You know, I don't know why Tammy and Charlotte called in um, and told you those stories, but wow, I, confusing sorry. sexuality. Confusing Says it right sexuality. there, Murray. Just make him feel things. I think we need to stumble our way into a trailer. Do we? All right, let's do that. It's our birthday episode. Everybody celebrate with us in this trailer for Commando. They hunted him down. You know, Colonel, we went to a lot of trouble to find you. They murdered his friends. And they took the only thing he would kill for. If he wants your kid back, then you gotta cooperate. 
Right? Wrong. Now, somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. Do you think that he is going to give us any problems? You'll do exactly as he's told. Last and wake, you fellas. You're a funny guy, Sally. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Are you going to tell me what's going on or what? No. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. What are you doing? Helping you get her back. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you think you did. I lied. If it's a mission no man can survive, he's the man for the job. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Commando. Let's party. All right, welcome back on Globus Theater. This is just such a great episode, Murray. I can't wait to get this started. There's nothing to read into this movie. Everybody's done the work for us, Murray. Griff, what if I told you that there's way more to this story than you could conceive? Well, I'd call you a fucking liar. Well, you're wrong, Griff. What if I told you that Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, John Matrix, isn't actually the hero of this story? He's the villain. Excuse me? What if I told you that Bennett is actually the true hero of this movie? You mean the guy with the oversized clothing and the vest and out of shape? With the mustache? Yes. What if I told you? This isn't even an action movie, Griff. This is a tragic gay love story. Well, and Netflix wasn't around in 1985, so it's called you a liar. Well, you had to be—well, back then, there was a lot of homophobia going on in the 80s, Griff, so you had to be down low with it. You had—who wrote this movie again? Stephen E. E. D. Sousa? D. Sousa. Stephen E. D. Sousa. And then who directed this movie? Mark Lester, who also directed the gay classic— Show, sh- I always want to say big fucking trouble in Little China. It's Showdown <laughs> in Little Tokyo. Oh. Our most popular episode on YouTube, by the way. 50,000 and counting. And everyone's there listening. Not, they're not looking for the movie. They're listening to what well, we have to say. Well, we do about. have over 1,000 hours of listening time. And that's the episode that gets hits the most. So a lot of people are listening to that. Griff, John Matrix, the character John Matrix, he's clearly... A closeted gay man. He's very repressed. Excuse me. Are you saying he uh, is kind of having gender issues? No, not gender. Sexuality. Gender, sexuality. Issues. Okay. He grew up. We, we get back. First of all, I'm I'm going to be doing spoilers in this thing. But if you haven't seen Commando, fuck you. Why are you listening? Yeah, to this, this is shit? 1985, right? Yeah. Fuck get everybody. the hell out of here. Yeah. Okay. Joe has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Schwarzenegger of this show. I'm looking yeah, like Bennett. I'm looking like Bennett. You're looking like Sully. I am looking like Sully. <laughs> so, if I just had that fluffy hair and the oversized suit. So it's clearly he's repressed. He grew up in East Germany. He had we, – we we I, I don't know. I can never remember what we talked about on air and off air, but there was a joke about boy George being girl George. There's basically some homophobia in his background. There is, yeah. And how his dad forced it on him. Exactly. But in reverse – Bennett 
came out of the womb gay. Mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury copied his look after Bennett. People think he's trying to look like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, Bennett came from the West Coast where he had hippie parents who were just like, be you. Everybody is great. Choose your gender. Choose your sexuality. He was born with a mustache. He he had the chaps (laughs) on at five. I mean, I I generally was like, he looks like Freddie Mercury. That's what he's trying to do. But But you're right. Oh, my God. Freddie Mercury's trying to look like him. Good Lord. There it is. And, of course, we know Vernon Wells is famous for playing gay villains. He played a gay guy in Road Warrior. Road Warrior. The opening. Yep. With the Mohawk. So this is this is what I... So Bennett was the Mohawk guy? Yes. In the Chaps? Yes. Man. And see, I that? thought he was the coolest guy when I was three years old and saw that movie. I was the guy that had the, 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 the twink on the back of his body. I, I had no idea he was yeah. Lord Humongous's little guy. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> little guy? He's like 6'3". <laughs> yeah. I know, but Lord Humongous is even bigger. It wasn't even Sid Vicious. It was well, the real one. He's Lord Humongai. Humongous? Yeah. Humongous. Excuse me. What a fucking name. Yeah, you didn't pick up on the, he had the little twink who ride it on the bike of my back. And he was, was three years old, old, traumatized by it. He was, was traumatized when by I saw it. Road Warrior. We should be careful about throwing, a war, or throwing around the word twink. No, that guy fitted because this it, whole thing was he was supposed to be pretty. He's supposed to small, pretty guy. Yes. Yeah, okay. He's big. This is a big, big man. Okay. So. Okay. I'm getting back to. Power bottle. Exactly. That's, what, that's exactly what I thought the relationship was too. I'm glad somebody can agree with me. That's what I saw. Yeah, that's what I definitely so this saw. Is what I the believe, name of the game. This is what I believe happened. So they met in like special forces training, whatever this unit was. I'm gonna call it the Spartan unit. Cause I think the whole unit was made up of gay guys. When, it you, makes when, sense. You, when you go into it, so he sees Bennett, who's just openly gay. He's just flaunting it, and he's like. I, I can finally I finally found where I you know he probably ran away from home and joined the army because he couldn't take his dad fucking beating him for his his gay tendencies. We're talking about Matrix, of Matrix, course. and so he he was like I finally I found my soulmate and, yeah. and, and and Bennett reciprocated. He needed he needed discipline. He was already used to the very forceful kind of discipline in his life. Right. So this kind well, maybe of maybe he didn't him. need discipline. He needed love. Is what he needed. And he found a camaraderie, I'm sure. Exactly. And he found a lot of things in there. This is exactly – never mind. But okay. here's the thing. So what, uh, so they were like like that. I'm crossing my fingers, people. People – he's crossing his fingers. And so – and we, we learn in this movie, like, Ben is constantly like, me and John could have done this, and me and John could have oh, done yeah. that. You know what? John would have thought that was really funny. Constantly. <laughs> he – really, in, uh, in, on his screen time, what does Ben get? Like maybe eight minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's not little. on there that much. an impression. He does every scene he's in. You're just like that's Bennett, but yet you see all the all these other characters, and I can barely remember their names. Exactly. So, I'm, I'm guessing Matrix maybe went home to visit his dad. He had, you know, he's 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 now an out proud gay man because the, the Spartan unit is out. That's I don't know how that happened in the '80s in the army. Don't ask, don't tell. I don't know, but they were like they were, it, they were so I, awesome. They were like, I don't care. If I think dead. it's quite simple. They sent them out on a mission. They did it, no problems at all. Everybody came back, and ask, in tell. celebration, they were like, "Hey guys, we threw you a little party." Next thing you know, they're all fucking, and they're just like, "Hey, whatever." They're <laughs> yeah. the best team on earth. So Matrix goes back home for Christmas or something. He's got his like uh, gay pride flag got decal on his car. Who knows? But his dad picks up on it. And his, maybe he's wearing a pink shirt. I don't know. I don't know. His dad, we know that his dad really hates gay people. I think so. So he's like, no son of mine's going to be queer. And then all this shit, these feelings come back. It's washing up on him. So he goes back to Ben. And Ben's like, hey, what's going on? He's like, hey, there was a phase. I'm not gay. 
All right. I'm going to, I'm quitting. I'm shutting down Spartan team. I'm going to start a family. Sorry, not sorry. I'm not gay. So you're going to see, I mean, you see the pain that Vernon Wells tells in his eyes. Because you know, Griff, we can, we can read eyes. Well, yeah, of course. Windows of the soul. Exactly. Sorry. Not many people can do. You haven't even seen Samurai Cop, and he knows it. <laughs> yes. Well, we, you know, well, I mean, I, I mean, Samurai Cop didn't invent it. Eye reading, that is. Well, they, they didn't know they invented it, but they let the world know that it's a thing. Yeah, sure. So, you, I mean, you see the pain. I mean, fuck. Ben is willing to do this, this mission for nothing. He's a mercenary, Griff. Yeah. So he's going to do it for nothing. There's some fucking deep-seated pain. There, going there's on something there. else driving him. And Meanwhile, cool. he starts a family. Where's this wife at? Is she dead? Is she? How did he? Pro- he I don't never think, see her. I don't think he. Not I once. don't think he ever had sex with a woman. I think he just found found little Alyssa Milano. You should just adopted her. Yeah, she just found her like in the woods. This is a whole message. He said, You're for, my daughter now. This is a whole message, and I'm sorry to say this, Christian community, but gays, uh, gay couples should be allowed to adopt children. Yeah, I don't care how how uh, controversial that sounds. Yeah. We're going to go out on a limb and say uh, gay people should be allowed to have kids. You know, Bill Hicks in his uh, rant in E minor said that all kids should be fucked. And we're just going ahead and saying all kids should be adopted. No, regardless. Excuse me, Joe. What's going on over here? <laughs> Nothing, man. So that's the, that's the foundation of my theory. Once we go through the movie, we'll, we'll put, it'll, it'll be glaring. Now that you've heard what I said, it'll be glaring what the, all the gay subtext. Yeah, but, so we'll go. We'll we'll touch on it when we get in. There. And everybody's no talked intended. about the gay subtext. Now let's really really peeled back the layers. And it's not so much an orange as it is a double onion. And that's when an onion grows within an onion. Wow, that's double the layers. <laughs> that's uh, that's usually what the blooming onion, the Outback Steakhouses, go for. And we know all about them because we love our chain restaurants around here. Yes, that's the one good thing about COVID. It shut down all the mom and pop restaurants. Yes. And we can all have chain. Restaurants. We can all have chain restaurants. <laughs> So uh, we're we're actually at some point in this podcast we're going to be interrupted by our Outback Steakhouse <laughs> delivery. <laughs> we're all getting double onions. Yeah, we're not getting any steak. We're just getting blooming. Onions. Just getting double onions. Man, <laughs> let's get into this movie, Griff. That was that was an impressive, and I I would love to start this because again this goes right back to my childhood. We just see the camera roll. It's just low on a hill, and we see this garbage truck coming over. And then we cut over to a, a, a cute little couple, married couple, suburb, love to go to Applebee's on Fridays, meet their waitresses, tip them extra because Woman, they like Woman, way out of this them. guy's league. Way out of his league. I mean, she sleeps in makeup. So hot she is. Incredibly so. I've never met a woman. I was like, that's what a wife is in the 80s. That's how it was, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was supposed to be about. That's what I (laughs) imagine marriage was. (laughs) I'm getting ready to go to bed. Put in the makeup back on. You better look good in the morning. That's when the man's ready. (laughs) The most ready. We know this. And then they hear that rumbling. I don't know. Hey, do you guys wake up when you hear the trash man coming? No. Never. Well, you Once might, or twice. Maybe. You might have noticed that I have the steel trash can. And, of course, I do some garbage wrestling yeah. out of my I front I thought lawn. about hitting you as soon as I walked in with it. Well, I you noticed like, it was... Natural instinct. First you, thing I heard was Cactus Jack's theme when I saw that. You noticed that it's already dented. I mean, oh, it's. Yeah. I've already been using it for some garbage <laughs> wrestling out front. I'm right on a fucking... I'm on prime real Chris estate. Chris is a promoter of a backyard wrestling league. Those things really hurt that. to be hit with, too. Like, a real one? Not good. I was... <laughs> I was the... I was the little guy. I was the Marco stunt in uh, our uh, backyard wrestling day. So people just love to powerbomb me through things. So that was my job. That was the, fun, though. I was the millennium kid. I was great. Oh, that's a sweet gimmick. Yeah. Was this in, like, 99 or 2000? How 
It had to be early 2000. Yeah, it was like 99, 2000. Because I was like 13. Hell yeah. I think. So yeah, I got powerbombed through through um, various things. And I had a box fan I'd carry around with me. <laughs> Why? And I did the rocks elbow on people. Through the box fan or just? Yeah, through the box fan. I put the box fan on them and then it elbowed the box fan. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they were like, you're not going to get over. So That's bullshit. I I lost a lot of matches. That's good you booking. Just shot That's good them. booking. That's good booking. Should have shot at them and blown their kneecaps out. So the husband who's very worried is not going to get the trash out because if you have stinky trash, you know you need. Well, to get Well, he that ain't shit getting out. laid if he ain't taking the trash out. She let it be known. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I put makeup on before I go to bed. You need to do your part and take that fucking trash out. Well, it's Tuesday. Trash is Wednesday. Well, it must be Tuesday now because they're coming. All right. Runs out there, trash in hand, newspaper under his armpit. He's got a fucking stogie in his mouth already. He's just, he, he's a morning guy. Hey, I was afraid you missed me. Murray, can you do a strong voice for me? <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, okay, Joe, can you do a strong voice for me there? It's just uh, it's just that top line there. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, we, we won't. Don't worry. We won't. And you know something's up, because it's played by Bill Duke, who's also a member of the team in Predator. I love this guy. It's great. He's amazing. Like, the villain build-up in this movie, fantastic. He is badass in everything he does. Any movie I've ever seen him in, like, he makes a fucking point. Always looks, pi- always looks pissed. Yeah. yeah. Always. I mean, it, it goes down from this to Predator, and then he was even in X-Men The Last Stand as, like, one of the guys who's supposed to be involved with the Sentinel program, but he looks like a sinister bad guy. You're like, yeah, I can buy that this motherfucker wants to kill some mutants. Yeah. So after he tells the guy, don't worry, we won't, we won't forget you. What does he do, Murray? This, well, they reach into the back of the truck and pull out some Uzi. It's the 80s. You gotta have an Uzi. Oh, I thought you were going to say they had some nice sudsy no. villains jumping out. No, this wasn't Black Book Jones. <laughs> and then they just unload on the guys. Beautiful. The squibs popping all over the place. It is wonderful. And again, this is what terrified. No CGI bullshit. No black blood. This is what terrified eight-year-old Griff into thinking all trash men might murder him. Wow, you were crazy. I, you know what kid. was interesting? I wasn't scared of uh, a, a black person. I was just scared of all trash men. So I didn't see color in this okay. situation. Did you ever see men at work? Like, I always thought there were I thought guys you meant, with a fun job. I thought you meant the band, and I was going to say, yes, I have, and they're great. No, I mean the movie with uh, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen. I love Emilio and Charlie Sheen because <laughs> of the Mighty Ducks. I hate Emilio Estevez. I'm sure you do. So they just drive off. Nothing. Yep. Next thing we see, Cook, the, the black gentleman, his name's yep. Cook. We see uh, him in a car dealership. And we see this guy is pushing it hard. You don't want the leather, man. You want the uh, the, what is the pleather or some shit like that. Vinyl. You want the vinyl. What's the fucking the vinyl seat? Who runs vinyl seatings? And of course, you know, I don't want to call back Starsky and Hutch, but Book Cook did say, "Where the Cadillacs coming in?" Oh. And, they said, and he did put a Cadillac. It was a Cadillac. All right. I don't want to make racial stuff. Right? Hey, is anyone Just else use the black man? Happen to like Cadillac? Anyone else here had a Cadillac? No. I had a Cadillac to fill it. I got to say. Cream of the crop. I loved it. And so he's, he gets in the car. Like, Try it out, man. And he just starts the engine up. And of course, like, hey, you can't do that. Oh, yeah, I can. You know what I like best? The price. <laughs> oh, and he just runs this fucker over. <laughs> just runs me through. 
And guys, this happens within like the first. This is all like the first four minutes of the movie. Yeah, like they just start it. They're like, "Look, this guy is killing guys. He's the bad guy. This is right. who we want to see die." Right. I'm thinking this guy's the main villain at this point. Yeah. No. This is what I love. In in order to introduce a cold movie like this, you just you t- you bring up the villain. You make him so much bigger than life. You don't put Robert Ginty in the front forefront. You know, you put your villains in there. Well, he's a villain to me, but well, yeah, no, he's a villain to us, but yeah, for other people, somehow he's a exterminator, and that doesn't make sense. Anyway, so, so now we're at the docks, and we've learned from doing all these movies. We've done over uh, almost 150. I got to tell you, Mark, I'm, I'm scanning those docks. I'm looking for Chuck Norris, Roundhousing, Branscombe, um, Richmond, off you know a pier or something. I'm looking for drug shipments coming in. Going gotta out. be drugs. The H, maybe a little P2P. All of it. Yeah, and then we see our hero. Bennett, played by Vernon Wells. From this Road was Warrior. interesting. I had I had to really study this scene. I couldn't figure out what was going on with this scene. Did you? Well, it was kind of confusing a little. We bit. know yeah. he's a sailor because he's wearing a little knit cap. Well, oh, he's got. It's called a fisherman cap. I have one over there. And he he's getting in the boat, and he notices Cook, our villain, as far as we know. And there's a little like look they have between each other. Yeah, and there's a cut to another guy, and there's a there's another kind of like an. Nah. I love how he had to cross into a boat to get to his boat. Yeah, they were like double parked boats. I watched a match within a match today, and they had to cross a ring to get into a ring. So it reminded me of that. Okay. Okay. And he gets in his <laughs> boat. And he looks out, and, he's, and they, like I said, they make that they make eye contact, and then he takes off. Yeah, we see him take off in the boat. And he's he's doing the piloting or the captaining. He's at the do helm. Know, do you know boat talk, Joe? I have no idea. No, he's a zero. skippering. Skippering. Yeah, we'll go with skippering. And then we see our man Cook pull out this giant fucking remote control. Pull up 80s. the antenna. You got to pull the antenna up to <laughs> let us 80s. know. Hell of a remote control. Yeah. Giant red button. Boop. Fucking explode! <laughs> it seemed like Bennett was on the fucking boat, though. How I was that, very confused. Yes, it was. How did he get? How did he get off the boat? How did they fake this? He's also a magician. Not again. Not to bury the lead, but we've all seen this movie, so yeah. we know what happens. Yeah. But how did he get away? Watch this movie again. This Completely is puzzled. They don't explain it. Either I, way, he just dove. He likes to swim. Something I don't know. Mm. Maybe that's what he does for his fitness. I don't know, but. All I know is I can't wait for Penn and Teller to do their rendition of this because they always show you how it's done, but they don't at the same time because it's just, oh it's so good. And then Murray, we cut into the heart of the matter: steel drums, steel drums. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you like steel drums, this is the movie for you because it, 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 the refrain comes back. Well, everyone was saying steel drums were emasculine, and then Arnold over steel drums. Carrying a log across the forest? It was, no, Big it giant. wasn't a log. It was a tree, tree. gentlemen. Oh, excuse me. An entire tree. He got excuse in the middle me. of it, balanced it on his shoulder, and as you notice, there were like no cuts on his arm. They were no. still perfect, beautiful, <laughs> and oiled. Like he did not suffer any injury lifting this tree onto his shoulder perfectly. Impervious to pain. We're, we're going to see. We're sorry. Me, me and Murray, while manly men, we are not. Joe man. So Joe would know better. He is very much more built than us. So he trains in nature. We know this. We've talked about this. It's the only way to train. Gentlemen, like whenever I've tried to lift a tree that I've chopped down, I have suffered so many injuries, so many abrasions on my skin. It looks it looks awful. It looks like I've been in a barbed wire match. Okay. I've been cut to ribbons. Uh it's not that bad, just a few scratches, whatever, but Arnold just his skin 
is just indestructible. The Bart bounces yeah. off well, of him. Well, we learn in this. So we nice. learn in this movie he's superhuman. He is superhuman. He's maybe Superman. Yeah, I don't know. I would consider wearing bark armor. You know, in in the yeah, maybe. But I mean, he's got to show off that body, bro. He's got to show it off. You That's got the, it. Flaunt it. That would be the ultimate camouflage. So, anyways, we learned that Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie, uh, John Matrix, he has iron muscles, but he has the softest of heart. Because he goes inside and his little daughter. Well, first he's chopping wood. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, we just saw a bunch of guys get murdered. Murray so really wants to get into the details here. So he's chopping wood and then he, he notices in the, the axe head this reflection. Oh, we're yeah. Like, he... We're like, Cook, it's got to be Cook. Yeah, he's coming for Arnold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, like you said, Griff, it's that beautiful little cherubic child, little Alyssa Milano before she got me tooed. And then the, and then the, she got me tooed? Well, she started the whole thing. She did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Started the, well, she stole it from uh, that one chick. I forget her name. It was with Marilyn Manson. I don't remember her name. I don't know. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> We're getting into territory here. we don't know. <laughs> and, he, and then we see he just loves this child. This child that just, he found in the woods, like we said earlier, because he, there's no female, other, no adult women. Not a single mention of the mother, nothing. No throwaway no. line. <laughs> no. like the mother's such a bitch. No picture nothing. on the, like, you know, nothing. the mantle. Yeah, there's the, the only picture I noticed in that house was like a, chi- uh, it was like an illustration of a child with its buns bared crawling into a bathtub. That is all I saw of other people in this house. Do we need to know more about the mother? I don't think there is one. No, this is not Arnold. I, I think he found it. As in the we woods. all know, chicks just slow action movies down. Keep them out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get this beautiful montage of family shit. They're fishing. It's father. It's not family shit, Murray. It's mother. <laughs> no, it's not. It's father-daughter connection. And you know what? This taught me a lot about... Look, eight-year-old Griff was very impacted by this. I thought I was going to adopt. When I got to be an older man, I thought I was going to be muscular <laughs> I thought I was going to be 100 pounds heavier than I am. And I thought I was going to have a little adopted daughter. Oh, things don't work out. No. One scene that bothered me... They're at Baskin-Robbins or something. They both have vanilla ice cream, yet they're trying each other's ice cream. What's the point of that? <laughs> it's pretty weird. I don't and know. And then, of course, she smashes on his face. He, it reminds him of Bennett coming on his face. Oh, so he's like, oh, he's no. enjoying Sorry. it. I'm just saying. Call back. Oh, Bennett. You all didn't see. He didn't pick that up. And now that wow. I, my theory makes perfect <sighs> sense. And he's just like, uh, that's why he's so happy. Because I wouldn't be happy if I put fucking ice cream on my face. <laughs> Slap that kid. <laughs> Oh, man. So we go back to the house, and uh, little Jenny, that's his daughter's Jenny name. Jenny from the block. Jenny from the block. She's preparing four pounds of strawberries for them and then a couple of sandwiches, and she's Arnold's going over with the, I think it was some nice sun-brewed tea, which is the best way to consume tea. And, oh, it was just some shit out of a bottle. It wasn't like he didn't make it. No, it was. You look, worry about your details. I'll worry about my details. That was sun tea, Murray. No, it wasn't. It was store-bought tea. Fuck you. It, was, it had a label on it for fuck's sake. Does he make his own sun tea? My fucking uh, tea jo- basin that I keep tea in also has a label on it, but it does not contain store-bought tea. They're in the mountains. They don't go back. Okay. Well, where do they get ice cream? 
Does he make ice cream? Does he hand, a little he, town and he probably hand churns it too. That's how fucking you know, awesome he is. But they don't have glass bottles. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, so Jenny has prepared them a couple sandwiches and she's setting it down. And je- for some reason, Arnold has brought her teen de mag cream. Well, he's he's making sure there's nothing you know inappropriate. Why is a teen mag called cream? By the way, it was it was it was a magazine called from Detroit. That was from Detroit? It was a rock magazine. I think sometime in the 80s it did become more of a teen kind of magazine. Okay. Change format. It's very interesting that it was a it was a teen magazine. C-R-E-E-M, Cream. Yeah, yeah. called Cream. Yeah. That's but uh, somebody who can actually do accents needs to do this line for me because they sit down, they're eating their sandwiches, and Arnold is just fixated on this fucking uh, magazine. Well, he sees because Boy George was huge at the time. And so he goes, why not call him Good George? And we go, ah, homophobia, we love it. And so, it's like I said, it's coming up. He's like, he's like, when I grew up, and then, because you'll notice in the early Schwarzenegger movies, because he made no effort to ever hide his accent or try to yeah. be an actor, that he, they'd have to come up with an excuse of why he had a German accent when he's playing an American character. So he'd be like, when I grew up in East Germany, they said rock and roll was subversive. Maybe it is. And he mm-hmm. points to that. She's like, Dad, grow up. This is the 80s. Yeah. You know? We're gender bending. And then he like bites in the sandwich. He's like, what the fuck is this? I, <laughs> and she's like, don't ask. Don't tell. What did we put in the damn sandwich? I know. We don't know. We, they don't even go elaborate on it. Who's grocery shopping for this family of two? Well, you said and they never go. Girl you, him the, they got a the forage. Meal. Dude, you said they never go back to the city. So they got a forage. <laughs> I found some roadkill. It's possum. All you right? know what? Uh, you know what? I think it was Pop Rocks. <laughs> Well, <laughs> and so as the pop rocks are popping off in his mouth, they hear a chopper on the horizon, and of course, you see well, every does. every hair on Arnold's neck stands up, and you recognize it. Did you notice he had a little bit of a baby mullet going on? It was a little too long in the back. It was like, it was Murray, kind of... you're the only person who would pay attention to something like that. You're so fixated on hair. You're it was so... 85. Every man looked like that. Just you course. were so worried about it. Did your dad have a mullet? Is, no. Is this dad <laughs> issue? No, my dad didn't have a mullet. Okay. Go on, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Go on. I, well, you were the one talking, and now you're like, throwing it to me. Chopper coming in. He, yes, only he senses it. like, <laughs> go to the room or something. I have to talk. And goes out, and we see this is where we meet General Kirby, who's the head of Spartan Unit, as I'm going to call it. Yeah, they never say what the unit is or it's, the it's, team they work for. Super Not secret, once, super secret gay unit. I love that we've unit. that it's Spartan because it sounds legit and sounds like what it would be. And Spartans Absolutely. fucked each other a, and killed it does so, sound, It sounds badass enough. Oh, yeah. and it's B. like Halo, all this stuff. Like, yeah. Why are they Spartan guys? I don't know. but they, And they did fight in capes and underwear. Too. That was what they did. All right. And apparently every single one of them was jacked. Every, well, you had to be to get yeah, into Spartan. If you were 7% body fat, you couldn't be in it. Exactly. Aww, no no way. That was it. Well, we know how gay guys are about bodies. You're like, no, you're not in shape. You can't be part of <laughs> So he's like, uh, uh, Kirby's like, look, everybody from the unit, Spartan unit's been killed, dude. You're the last guy to left. Lawson, Forrestal, Bennett. They've all been. You saw a little, hit. a little twinge when you heard the name Bennett. It brought back memories again. I just gotta say, like Arnold's facials for this movie, his reactions to everything are so good. Eye acting, dude. Eye acting, face acting, everything about him, just the way his face kind of like, just it's, absolute oh. kaleidoscope of emotion. 
Thank just, you. Wow. He, he, he manages so much with so little. So he's like, we're going to leave these two guards to guard you. You're like a killing machine. But these two soldiers are just going to leave. He literally said, are they any good? And he's like, they're not you. <laughs> well, then what the fuck? <laughs> why, are you, why are they protecting me if I can do a better job of protecting me? What are you doing? So immediately after the chopper takes off. <laughs> Again, there's no time to waste. I yes. think in a modern movie right here, we'd have another nice little interaction with him and uh, – and Jenny, and they'd be watching a movie, probably like a K-pop music video or something. And they'd be like, "I don't get this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat the popcorn, but I don't get this." And uh, then it would have happened or something. Yeah. But no, this is an 85 movie. Yeah. We have 90 minutes. Cut to get the chase. Done. Chopper takes off immediately. Schwarzenegger goes, <laughs> and then bullets start flying. He dives down. He's like, "Get down!" He has Wolverine senses. He does. So not only does he have super strength, as we're going to find out in the next uh, 80 minutes. Yeah, 80 minutes, yeah. Like, holy crap, this guy can also sense danger. Yeah. Smells it in the air. I love it. Unbelievable. Smells the pheromones. He's a big fan of that song, Phil Collins, in the air tonight. I can can smell it coming in the air tonight. I love that song. I mean, he smells it in the air this afternoon, so he's one above. So the one white guard's immediately killed. The black guy's like, how the fuck did that... Did you smell them? <laughs> and he's like, yes, of I course. Did. You do not. <laughs> that was my best Arnold. <laughs> I knew we'd all get an Arnold in So, at some like, point. all. Yeah, it's it's, it's got to be. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. Entire. Like, all safe gun owners. He has his arsenal in a shed with a lock. Yeah. So but it was like, only two buttons. <laughs> yeah, it's one, three. <laughs> he pushed two. <laughs> well, that's all you need. He's it was probably how many his, people are gonna his be out day there? and year of his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. These are details that we didn't notice, but Joe noticed. This is great. <laughs> Jenny, we've learned in the montage, he's been training Jenny in combat, martial arts. So she knows what to do. So she hides under her bed. Yeah. <laughs> Those combat... <laughs> Black belt martial artist, John Matrix. <laughs> Throwing those elbows and knees. <laughs> so he's like, I got to go to the Arsenal. You just got Jenny. And then he goes to his Arsenal. Like you said, two buttons. Beep, boop, boop. Opens up. <laughs> Everything you can imagine. There was, you notice when he walks in, there's a door open to the right. There's the, there's the super locked door, and then there's just an open door to the right. It's not a very well-secured Grabs shed. a shotgun. No, and there was, like, everything in there. It was a candy store. It was. It was a candy store. You would think you'd get, like, it, a machine gun. It was, gun. like, the second scenario of Resident Evil 2 when you unlock all the weapons, pretty much, and you're like, wow, I can kill everything. This man. Had it. He's preaching Capcom over here. But you think, Had it all. You think you'd get a machine gun? No, he gets a pump shotgun. Yeah. Runs back. The the most inaccurate weapon possible in a situation with his daughter. Well, it's, it sprays out. You can you don't have to aim. It's actually more accurate. Again, he's to trying to make sure his daughter is safe. But he really wants to blow their guts away, so he wants to get up and close and personal. So while they, he gets close and personal, <laughs> Rob, by, by the he's end going of to it, explode them in half. I'm going to put up a poll on Twitter. Guts who did the best Schwarzenegger? <laughs> We're going to see who really did. It's not me. Well, so it's, not you, it's a true. 50-50 chance between you two. <laughs> no. So while that's going on, Jenny's higher in the bed. Then we see these motorcycle boots come in. And we're like, those are those look pretty Benedy to me. Benedy, yep. But we don't know. And then I, I well, we do because I think we see Benedy actually. 
But and he's like toying with a knife or some bullshit. I didn't even very think erotic. We, I don't even think he's like <laughs> like that stroking it. We didn't even get to see his face. We just got to see kind of him doing we his phallic gestures. That macrame vest he's wearing. Guys, that everyone, everyone guys. thinks it's chainmail. It's not chainmail, yeah, people. Yeah, at first, I thought it was chainmail. Everybody for the longest does. time until I watched it this time. I was yeah. like, it is clearly some sort of rope. But did he make it himself? Did he crochet it? I don't know, but he decided I'm going to wear this for at least 11 Dude, hours today. Matrix made it for him for Christmas. Oh, and that's why he wears it. <laughs> My brother tried to uh, bless his heart. He tried to win one with his dear brother Griff. He said, "Hey." One of my fa- one of my fa- Joe's going to the bathroom and he's very apologetic about it and it is okay yeah, because we can handle it. I often disappear and go to the bathroom yes. while Murray yeah, rambles. You on. always yeah, you always wait when I am totally not prepared. Yes, when you look, I'm like looking off the space and you're like when you look you the most confused, I go and leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my brother, my dear brother, he said, "Hey, this guy, he did an impression chain link fence." I said, "John, this is offensive to me because he's wearing a chain link fence and it's not a macrame." And we all know. Are you talking and, about chain mail? You're saying chain link fence. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm confused. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm chain mail. When I say chain link, I immediately go to fence. So you yeah, chain mail. Chain mail. So yeah, we we don't see his face, but we see him, and we see a knife, and we see that this weird, just like gesture. He does this thing. Yeah, he's got, yeah, it's like, yeah. He's squeezing I, it off, and I, I don't know what more to say about it. I it's, a, it's. I tried it. It's pretty good technique. There's a lot of technique happening here, but all we know is that Arnold, in that time he went to go to the shed, he's already in for a world of hurt. So he climbs his roof because there's like access, like they're built on a hill, so it can just. Well, jump. he opens the door, and the black guy yeah. comes out with a knife in his throat. Yeah, he jumps on the roof because this is the second floor of his house. The roof intersects with the hill. He goes up there, opens the door, knife throat. Uh, the knife that we guard. just saw getting fondled earlier. Maybe. Was it? Oh. I don't know. Let's just say it is. Let's say it is. And he falls out, and then Arnold walks into the room, John Matrix, and there is a man sitting in a chair. Yes. And this was the man we saw on the boat earlier who yes. was supposed to die. Was he? Well, I figured he was in the boat explosion we just saw. No, he was with Cook. He was on a boat. Oh, okay. Murray, he was clearly on a boat. Okay. Don't fucking argue Are we with talking me. about Bennett? No. We're talking about the, uh, I think he was a Hispanic guy. He was like a Hispanic guy with longer hair. Oh, Balding. He was on a boat, and then like Bennett walked past him. Okay, so he's sitting in a chair. He's got this little Valentine that Jenny had made for Matrix. He's fondling It just says, it. I love you. And he's just like, hey, it would be bad if some shit happened to your kid. Like, Where's Jenny? <laughs> and he's like, hey, just chill out, man. Right? Wrong! <laughs> and just unloads on this dude with a fucking... He, Shoots him in the fucking face with a shotgun. <laughs> oh God! He went Picasso on him. He went no. He went Pollock on him. He went Jackson Pollock on him. Oh, no, he did not shoot. We're exaggerating. <laughs> he, he, he went Jackson Pollock I mean, it on him. Been yeah. Way more explosive and way more hard art. Like this movie today would be a PG thirteen, hands yeah. down. Well, Probably, well, yeah. No, uh, aside from where we're, we're going to get into it, the yeah. sex scene, but yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he, he calls Kirby. Right? Has Kirby come back? No, he does not call Kirby. He just immediately goes down oh, to yeah. his Dodge truck, which is not a Ford Bronco, but looks a lot like a Ford Bronco. 
Yes, because it's like a winding back and forth down this hill. Yes, he is, he is up in the mountains. We've seen the exteriors and everything. We know he's in a mountain and everything. It's it's cool. But his, his hood is ajar on the car. So we, he lifts it and realizes every single wire has been detached. Everything. And I don't know God what... God damn it, what the fuck? The engine's missing. That's, 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 that's oh, how, the engine that's was... How, that's okay. how precise they were. Okay. <laughs> so Arnold and, uh, like, me and Murray, again, we're physical specimens, but we're not the freaks that oh, Joe yeah. is. So, yeah. Joe, oh, please help us out with this scene because normal men can push a car, right? Like, I mean, I, I try to consider myself something of a goddamn superhuman and he-man, but... In no possible way could I do what Arnold Schwarzenegger pulls off in this film. At this point, he sees that the engine is completely gone. There is no way this vehicle can start. But somehow, from one side of this 1985 SUV, he opens the door and decides to start pushing it with enough force to make this entire vehicle move down a hill... One side, the entire vehicle, and then as soon as he gets some sort of traction and it starts to go, he jumps in, and we're off to the races. He is ready in his death machine, and he's going to take these guys out. I don't think he knows it yet, but apparently the brakes are also cut. I mean, I'm a big fan of bobsledding, so this is is right in my wheelhouse right here. You think it would make more sense to just cut the brake lines and not fuck with it, so he would start it and then fucking crash? Yeah, real, no. uh, yeah, the, overkill. The, the false sense of security, like my car is fine, I can do this. Right, but yeah, no. And instead, he notices, and now we know. But just the way he doesn't give a fuck, like oh. just the abs- the pure strength it took to push that vehicle down the hill by himself from one side, no help. Well, you hear those stories about a mom picking up a car because her kid's in it or some shit. So it was, maybe it was one of those situations. There's a great, know. or maybe he's just maybe? fucking super juicing, which I'm I'm gonna guess that's what it was. I mean, he, he did say he. I don't know if you can quote me on this or we have to fact check it or not, but I remember reading somewhere that he thought he was in his best physical shape in a movie, at least, uh, for Commando. So this oh. was his favorite. He looked. Griff, check IMDb. No, it's we got to read. Excuse me. We have a research team for this. Okay. Have them do it. <laughs> yeah, get with the research team. Hold on, guys. See what they got to say. Yeah, he was in. A, oh. he, yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> the quote went. I thought he looked best in Terminator 1, but that's just me. I. I don't know. I, I don't know. Were you thinking of when he was in his uh, little Speedo at the end there? I don't know, man. All I know is that at one point, young Joe Coleman was just trying to enjoy Terminator 1 at, I believe I was watching it in 1996. So I'd seen it a few times. But uh, watching it from the beginning, and um, I'm just watching it on HBO, but my dad keeps rewinding it. <laughs> There's a wide <laughs> shot of Arnold walking butt naked yes. down the street, and his fucking dong is just swinging, and he just yells to my mom, Hey, Piper, come here and look at Arnold's tree trunk. And I'm just, I'm like, what's happening? And my mom is like, oh, that's not it. And he's like, no, it is. And he keeps rewinding it. And I'm like, what is happening? Dad, why are you doing this to me? And uh, sure as hell, I mean, it is a Enhance. Oh, my God. Arnold just has a big sausage just swinging there. What a... Just yeah. I really want to get so not only is he that was his, the Terminator in his best shape physically he is gigantic but he's also just hangs oh. dong and you see it oh. in the shadow I uh, I wish <laughs> I wish I wish he could contribute to our research team 
kept rewinding it and oh my examined God. the scene. And I'm like, stop it. Why are you doing this? I just want to see the rest of the movie. <laughs> my my saint of a mother is like, that's not it. Just giggling the whole time. I'm like, no. <laughs> so he pushes anyway, the tree down the hill. Anyway, yeah, pushing it down. And we, as we said, the bad guys, they have to go like back and forth down this winding road. And for some reason, they're like, because Cook is like, hey, he's coming. I got to beat him. Like, you can't just slow on the <laughs> yeah. brakes and let him pass. He's like, yeah, no. He's like, he's going to hit us. Like, they don't have control of their car anymore. Maybe they cut their own brake lines. Who knows? <laughs> like, some guy got really into it. Maybe. But anyways, John ends up rolling past him, goes down a hill. The car, of course, explodes. Of course, because we, yes. we know whenever you fall off a six-foot little ledge or anything, your car right. explodes. Right. And he comes clawing back up the hill because he's got to save Jenny. Little cut on the forehead. Little cut. He, he, yeah. That's he, it. Yeah. But the whole time it was going down the hill, you're like, this guy is So we die. know he, like he bleeds. Yeah. And if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah. So the, John comes up the hill, and he's surrounded by the guys. They all have these big M16s drawn on him. But John's not a bitch, so he grabs one of them and starts clubbing half the dudes with the M16s. But eventually, one guy gets him, gets him in the sleeper hole. Well, and Ghost then, from the Past comes out. Yeah. Bennett! And then all these memories come flush, flooding back in. Mm. All the great times they had. Oh, my God. You know, towel snapping, all that shit. And... He's like, hello, John. And you can, t- you can just see this. there's some shit going on. I love I love it. He's this masculine man of a man, and he's got this accent to him, too. And it, he's a saucy Aussie. When I, when, I, when I hear that, and we're 30, we're, we're like 15 minutes in the movie. We're 30 <laughs> minutes in this episode. We're hour, two hours in the episode. <laughs> but. but you hear that accent, and you're just. We told like, you nobody would talk about this movie as deeply as we did. Yeah. We, we, we guaranteed it. We're getting way up that cornhole. Um, and so you hear that accent. You're like, I get why Arnold's into this guy. <laughs> exactly. That sexy accent, dude. I get it. It's but, power. You know, today. And, and that tank top. Yeah. They, and, he, and, well, that's the thing. He's like, I made that for you. The other thing. <laughs> it's so weird. The other thing about Bennett is he's got this whole fragility to him where he yeah. always holds a pistol yeah. on his shoulder because it's too heavy to well, hold. Well, because he's emotionally fragile. That's 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 uh, Vernon acting it out, like getting into the head of him. He's emotionally fragile at this moment. Griff. Are you saying this is kind of like layers? Layers. Layers. Blooming onion. I mean, maybe at one point he had a body like Arnold's do, but Arnold left him, and now there it is. He just can't train, and he's lost the strength, and there's a little right. bit of pain there. And Arnold can see it. He's like, "Oh yeah. no, you're not the man you used to." He he's, ate like, some he's a little stress. soft in the middle now. He's oh, feeling yeah. bad it's about just, it. Like, somehow this is the big bad, and we're supposed to ex- expect that <clears throat> he can contend with fucking Arnold, but we just know <laughs> that like now Arnold's heart is in it. I'm gonna do yeah. my my Bennett. You know what today is, John. <laughs> Payday. That was, was kind of good. <laughs> and he pulls out a gun and shoots him in the chest. It's a tranquilizer gun. Well, we don't know that at the time. We're no, like, we know it because well, the dart hits him and it's okay, got feathers the Matrix on it. doesn't know that. Well, okay. We know that. Wakes up. Audience. He's strapped down to a table. Some mansion somewhere. He probably thinks this is just a sex thing at first. Right. He's into this. Well, he's, he's not on his stomach, so he doesn't know what's going on. Excuse me. Let's not imply. 
It look it kind of remind me of the Punisher table. The, the there the wasn't rat. a Punisher there... table in the Punisher. Oh my Are we god! We talking about nineteen eighty. Oh, okay. Joe, okay, okay. Joe, you probably don't realize about... this. There's a scene in the Punisher. I the... haven't watched that since probably two thousand one, and I like to. Uh... Not think about it too much, but when I really do think about it deeply, I think Dolph Lundgren was the best Frank Castle. He was a despite good, despite the fact that he lived in a sewer and was butt naked meditating sometimes, and his I like was that. blown away in a car bomb. Whatever, he had, he had the skull stubble. Whatever, I like. Yeah, I didn't have a skull. He was a good Frank Castle, uh, but in this, in he had this, the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. Excuse me, he had the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. He certainly Wait, had the biggest. Call dick. back the show down a little Tokyo. <laughs> Um, but uh, there is a constraint on a table scene in that movie. Dolph, I do remember. Yeah. of course, escapes that. It's like a rack, that. torture rack. Yeah. Dolph, of course, escapes that. And then he... <laughs> or you can listen to our Punisher episode and get it all. Yeah. The and uh, he ties up the little Asian man who was coming in to torture him. But for some reason, there's a red high heel in the foreground of the shot of the Chinese man tied up. And we don't know what I that thought he means. was wearing them. I thought the Chinese guy was He wearing. was wearing one, and one of them was off. Well, Punisher, Punisher had a foot fetish. So what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure we actually explained it. Go back and listen to our – you need to go back and listen to our Punisher episode. Go, I'm go, sure we explained Go it. look at our Instagram post because I posted that picture in there, and it's worth a million and five words. They say a penny's worth a million words. <laughs> so we meet Generalissimo Arias, and we learn – that Spartan uh, squad had removed him. He was like in some one of the Valverde, some crazy like Central American. It's too close, right? Banana Valvinas, Republic. It's too close. And we learned that Matrix had uh, overthrown him and pl- replaced like a Democratic elected. Demo- you know. As as U.S. does salute motherfucking USA. Mm-hmm. We just go. We say you can't interfere with our politics, but we can interfere the we fuck with your spread politics. Democracy is what we do. I yeah, have you besmirched you. Yeah, freedom, exactly. <laughs> freedom. Yeah, we jizz on every country, and we say freedom. <laughs> so turn around, turn about is fair play. So Arius is like, I want you to kill the guy that you replaced me with. And if you don't, we're going to kill your fucking daughter. Because Valverde needs a strong man of discipline. This would have been a good role for who else but? Billy Drago. Exactly. I think we're on the same page. We always are. We always are. And and he's like, and your buddy Kirby, he unwittingly, he, 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 he couldn't find your ass. You were off the grid. You were Ted Kaczynskiing the yeah. fuck out of this place. But he, but Mr. fucking Bennett over here, he's a step ahead. He pretended to die on that boat. And that led Kirby to you to warn you about Bennett's death. He knew. Kirby walked in on them having a good time. Oh, yeah. Clearly. He might have joined in for all we know. I don't know. He did like that little hat. <laughs> <laughs> he did like the little hat. Or it was such gravitas. <laughs> so, Matrix, he's furious. He's he's a bundle of emotions. He's, he's, his guy thought, did he think Bennett was dead? I don't even remember. He thought about it was that because Kirby told him to. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Called him some. And so he doesn't know what, to, but he's just like, okay, he's, the gears are turning. He's like, I'm going to turn this around. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, a genius. I'm gonna he's immediately out. thinking he's going to yeah. fuck him right here and there, then and now. But then they reveal Jenny. Yes. And they're like, we'll kill this bitch if you don't. <laughs> I, okay. 
I want to talk about this opening shot of him waking up on the table because the camera just overhead of uh, of, of uh, Arnold, and you just see these four heads in there, and it's um, Velasquez or no, that's the president. What was the villain that wanted to be president's name? Do you know? Various. Various. Arius. Arius is. You got Arius's head in the shot. You got Bennett's head in the shot. You got Soli and Henriquez. Yes. All right, and. These guys are great villains. And I want to bring... Well, Enriquez is pretty weak. Enriquez is incredibly weak. He's like a black dude that has like Ronnie James Dio hair. Yeah. He's got he... like this frizzy, balding yeah, it's, mess. It's like mostly bald on top, but the sides have just... Yeah, he's Dioing it. He's got a really good look, though. That's the thing. You that, remember. That's what brings yeah. him to the table. Hell, and uh, as yes. we're about to see, he's not going to be around that long. And he's a so party guy because he's wearing a Hawaiian oh, shirt. Oh, yeah. He is just... And a jacket. Like, I'd hang out with that guy. And a straw hat. It was like a oh, mailman yeah. hat. And I love this he too. Like Waylon Mercy, big time, and he was he was as like maybe not uh, physically as strong, but he was as tall as Arnold and probably yeah, had as much. Weight. He, he was job. taller. He was like six yeah, foot he was, three. He was, he, was yeah. he was huge. So I get why they're they, they're bringing this guy in here. And then Sully, played by the greatest weasel actor of all time. You know him from Twin Peaks, Griff. I know him, of course, from the Warriors. Warriors come out to play. See, I was disappointed because you've brought this guy up so many times. You always yeah. tell me, Griff, it's the guy in the road or the Warriors. Yeah. Road Warriors. I know him from Twin Peaks. You never bring up Twin Peaks, but he is Jerry Horn. He is Ben Horn's brother. In the Twin little... Peaks, did he ever put bottles on his fingers and clink them together? No, but he always... Well, then fuck him. Then. He put sandwiches on all of his fingers and clinked them together. What was in the sandwiches? Just cheese. It was a French thing. I thought you could say pop rocks. It was like a French baguette. We're getting really in the weeds from this scene in the last one minute. And he put them on his fingers. So we got the great. We set up our henchmen. I'm trying to move this along. We're, we're like caught up in this one minute scene that fucking doesn't even matter. <laughs> Where are we going, Murray? Go to the airport. 13 minutes into the film. <laughs> <laughs> this is how these episodes go. <laughs> so, yes. If you see a guest. Prepare for a fucking four hour. Hell yeah. We're having fun. Yep. Fuck all y'all. Yes. This is this is our birthday episode. Yes. So uh Sully and en- Enrique is gonna go on the, the plane with our boy Matrix. Yeah. Sully's just there to make sure he gets on the plane. And Bennett goes along too. Well, yeah. Because he needs to say a nice ta ta. Yes, he's I don't know what did he say, Griff? Did you write it down? Oh my god, of course I wrote it down because uh, do you, you do you do the better Australian accent, so let's hear it. I <laughs> Uh, well, Arnold, of course, I need somebody to, uh, to play into well, first, my line. Su- well, first, Sully's like mouth, and I was like, you're a funny guy, Sully. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Well, no, that happens inside the airport. This is outside the airport right now. So they're they're dropping him off, and he's getting his last line with Bennett before Bennett leaves. And he asks Bennett, what did they pay you, Bennett? So, 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 so What did they pay you, Bennett? Here's the thing. I was offered a hundred decay, but a hundred decay. <laughs> <laughs> but when they said I could get my hands on John Matrix, I said I'll do I'm it. Glad you're playing into my theory. That's into the gayest voice. <laughs> Is I that found even the quote? John Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> but when they said it was John Matrix, I said I would do it for zero diggeray dollars. <laughs> and then he shuts the door, and this is this is the first ever callback 
for the classic Terminator line. He- meta, meta callback. Meta. Very meta. I'll be back. And then at that time, 85, I was like, holy shit, mom. That's a callback from Terminator. Like, we, little did we know he's going to fucking shoehorn it into every fucking movie from here on out. Did he? Yeah. <sighs> Did he really do it for that many after this? Because I feel like it was Commando. Yes. He also did it in Running Man. But yes. I, I feel like I can't really remember no, him well, that no, many after that. You pushed really? it out. No, you did it a lot. Yes. <sighs> you know what? I just forgive him. <laughs> it's fine. Fucking he was a. he was a great action star. Running Man. Uh, I, I, we can't get distracted anymore. Yes. <laughs> Running <And> Man's so, <laughs> great. Ex- no, it is. We loved it. Okay. Um, Go listen to our episode. <laughs> I thought you were trying to bury it for a second. No, no, absolutely not. Oh, okay. it's, it's written by my favorite author, uh, Philip K. Dick. Um, so anyways, we go inside no, the not. airport. It's written by Stephen King. Wrote Running Man. Oh, Running no Man! Shit. Excuse yeah. me, I'm thinking he, of Total Recall. Under, uh, it, it, yeah. it was nothing. I've actually read the books. I was a huge Schwarzenegger guy. Nothing like them. Yeah, movie, though. But it, 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 the whole thing was it was a game show where you'd get chased. But so yeah. sweet. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I've, I mixed it up with Total Recall. He did it under an, like his uh, Richard Bachman, I think, was like his alias. Yeah. that's what it is. It was Richard Bachman. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting my names confused. He was in a lot of movies written You're by thinking great, of uh, uh, Total last, Recall, yeah, the last one. We did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways. So we get inside the airport, and of course, I'll be the weaselly Jerry Horn uh, here. Uh, and he says, hey, John, when you're in Valverde, why don't you get a couple beers on me? And he stuffs $4 into his uh, chest pocket, which, of course, in 1985 dollars. That was Probably about $123. $123. Uh, Joe, you don't understand this, but Murdy is our mathematician over yeah. here. He does our immediate. I do our taxes. I do our he does our money. taxes. He does our immediate uh, dollar I always, conversions. I always say we give our comic books to charity, but I never do. We're getting away with it. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that. you were worried about inside jokes last week. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you tell me. Well, didn't he also mention they were going to, like, fuck his daughter or some shit like that? It'll give us more time with your daughter. You're a funny guy, Sully. That's why I'm going to kill you last. (laughs) Perfect, Weasley little shit. That's why they hired this guy. So Enrique and John, they get on the plane. We see this is pre-9-11. You could actually... Go past the you know, metal detectors and yep. watch what's happening. Soli's job is to just sit uh, at the runway and watch them leave to make sure that John Matrix doesn't sneak out somehow. So they're on the plane. Uh, Enrique's like, motherfucker, you better not give me any shit. And he's like, don't, don't worry. I'm cool. Yeah. A uh, little cameo. Nobody will remember this. No. But the girl who played Tila in the Master of the Universe movie yes. was the stewardess. I knew I recognized her from somewhere. And Master of the Universe is one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't even care. All yeah, right. We, I want. We did it. Another great episode. I want Joe to play Arnold here. Okay. Right. Do it. All right. Are you ready? Oh, God. Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Joe's going to figure it out. And, uh, and, and live. Fuck it. We're doing it live. Hey, uh, do you need anything? Uh, any carry-on luggage or anything like that? <laughs> Just him. <laughs> Just him. <laughs> do you need any carry-on luggage? Excuse me. Do you need any carry? Just him. <laughs> do me a favor. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. Because he just snapped the guy's neck. Did we fail to mention he killed the motherfucker? <laughs> and then oh, soon, they're just gentlemen, keep- I'm lost in it. All right? <laughs> Don't worry. I do it all the time. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, 
immediately they're, they're getting ready for takeoff. He's like, I got to take a shit. You know, where's the bathroom? <laughs> he's like, he's just like, and then he goes, there, he's like, sir, we're taking off. He, and he just, he just points to his son and goes, Vinny. God and then, damn And it. then she slides. An hour into it, Murray. <laughs> it's shorthand. People get that now. And then she, she gets it immediately. And she goes, I understand. Here's some she, wet naps. Clean up when you're done. I like that she saluted him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't understand the salute. But as we watch Arnold go through the bowels of this ship. Yeah, he just, like, rips open a door and, like, climbs down into the cargo yeah. van. And there's a dog I, barking at him. And then, I don't know. I love how he knows the layout of these planes. Well, yeah, he's military. Yeah. Okay? So, so he would know a commercial airline. Absolutely. Yeah. But if you really paid attention, you'll see... The Marlboro Man and fucking Harley <laughs> Davidson hiding behind a crate waiting to land in Vegas. I love that touch. I don't even know. I don't even know. I love that touch. So he's such – we point out this is, this is what a manly man Schwarzenegger is. He just digs his fingers into this leather covering and rips, rips it, it open. Rips the fuck off. <laughs> and then that's – I guess that's where the landing gear is. So he just crawls out there. How did they fucking do this stunts? It looked like he was literally on the fucking plane. <laughs> the wheel of the fucking plane. <laughs> yeah. Isn't this the best part, though? This is like, my favorite part. Yeah. Hands down. It's so cool. Like, How is he going to survive this? Oh, my God. The plane has taken off. It's off the ground now. What's he going to do? He better take a bump right now. Flat back. It's the only way he's going to survive. I hope he knows how to do that. Oh, my God. It's off the ground. What's he going to do? I, I, I just love this because, again, it's a practical, well, yeah. it's a practical effect. Why people love Mad Max Fury Road. A lot of practical effects. Right. What movie action movies need to get back to? Everyone's telling me, Griff, you'll probably love this movie. What people don't understand, and I mention all the time on this podcast, I hate action scenes. The action <laughs> scenes of our movies are the worst scenes. But this scene is fucking amazing. Well, thankfully, this is pre-Trump, so the swamps were not drained. Oh, he good point. Lands How did in he know it was going to be deep enough? Uh, he he, he didn't he matter. Just it. He's like, my daughter's life is at stake. Yes. I don't give a shit. I'm going to jump in this if I exactly. die. I die. But he, he jumps. Well, we it's just a le- dummy. We, we just learned he's super fucking human. Yeah, I mean, he picked up a tree. He falls into this little swamp. You don't a little thatch he lands on. You know, a very... And, and, I mean, just the way he had to calculate that jump, too. Yeah. The plane is moving at such a speed. He's a master well, well, of trajectory. By, li- by the way, he did ask the stewardess, how long is the flight? She's about 11 hours, give or take. And so when he lands, he immediately synchronized. Like, you, I glad you put this note. The loudest fucking watch in human it history. Was. I have loud watches. I have Beep. a lot of watches. But that says it for 11 hours, so he's got that countdown. Because we know planes always land on time. <laughs> Arnold has eluded imminent danger, and he, of course, hides it tail, hightails it back into the airport because he wants to get Sully. He's got to get Sully, Sully, his his connection. And Sully Sullenberger, Sully Sullenberger, of hero course. of the, uh, the Hudson. Uh, the what? Hero of the Hudson. He's the guy who landed the plane. I just want more You're tangents. Right. You're right. You're right. Good. This episode's not long enough. Let's work Sully Sullenberger into this. Let's work American mon- hero, Sully Sullenberger. Let's work Monsters Inc. Millie's offended. She's leaving the podcast. Let's work that into the here. But, of course, Sully, we go inside, and we see that he is, in fact, still in the airport. He's making a call. just saying that, hey, uh, Aguas. Arius. Arius. Hey, he's on the plane. It's no big deal. No, everything's going well. When he notices, oh, this beautiful woman, lovely lady, lovely lady. I would say she's probably half black, half Asian. Think so? 
Yes. Quarter, yeah? Quarter um, Filipino. I don't know. Okay. I think that's Asian. And so he's just like, wow, she's a foxy lady. I got to say, as a person. I'm a creep. You know, in America, (laughs) we like to shit on men who aren't over six feet tall. Well, you should kill yourself if you're not over six feet tall. I I can't be a Chippendales dancer because I'm not over six feet tall. You're stealing from my life story, but yes. (laughs) You did that before me? No, you brought that up and it just crushed me because that was my fallback. This doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) Now I'm crushed because my former roommate from Louisville, Kentucky is actually a Chippendales dancer right now. And, uh, you know, he's been like, hey, I can get you in the business, whatever. But now it's falling on me that I can't make it because I'm only five, nine and a half. God damn. Oh, this my this. God. Give this guy a fucking break. This is a great guy. It's right. Great Unreal. We've seen yeah. his moves. He can do it. He gave us yes. a whole. I saw him beat. I saw him pummel a little guy <laughs> with cerebral palsy. Hey. And it was great. Hey. He signed up for it. He was licensed I, to fight. I said it was sanctioned. Like any competitor. Anyway, Sully is hitting this woman up. As us little people have to do with taller women, he's looking straight up at her and telling her, you've got the most majestic chin. I would love to That's place. That's a good move because most guys don't go for the chin. Chin, exactly. So, yeah. But Murray, right on it. his second line is, I would love to plant my list between those buns. And then, you know you say you say that on a second date, not a first date. Exactly, especially not after a Vinny's date. <laughs> yes, exactly. And she's like, "Buzz off, loser!" She pulls out a tape measure. You don't measure up, buddy. And I'm not talking about in the pants department. I'm sure you don't measure up there either. <laughs> oh, she crushed him. Sully crushed him like the bug that he is. Oh my god! And she's like, just leave. couldn't take no for an answer. Yeah, it's like, leave me alone. And then she walks off. So we get a clip of Arnold noticing this interaction. He notices the beautiful black woman. He notices Soli. And Soli, of course, he's not ready exactly to take no. He thinks maybe because they're in a populated area. He's been here before, Griff. Where where women are afraid to be with a man of a shorter stature. Yeah. He's going to work a lot harder and he wants to show her Well, he tells himself it's because he's too confident. But it is because he's short. Okay. So I like this. This is a move that, of course, we've all done before, right? Where we follow a woman back to an empty car lot. After she told us to fuck off, playing hard to get. It works every time, guys. It works every time, I assure you. (laughs) No means yes. Come on. So Soli follows her empty parking lot, and he just... Of course, gets right up to her car door as she's about to open it and opens it for her. Please, madame, let me let you in. And he tops his fedora, as a nice guy is wont to do. And she's like, look, you seem all right and everything. All right! I'm the man of your dreams. More like the man of my nightmares! Get lost, creep! Bitch! (laughs) Murray... A little more explicit than that. <laughs> it was rough. Yeah, you fucking whore. And it was like pissed. Griff abbreviated. It was like for ten seconds. He just let that like syllable. And then he <gasps> got out Pepsi bottles, empty bottles, and clacked them together. Whore, come out to play. <laughs> but. He Not finally, good enough. He finally, he's like, "Hey, I got to be somewhere." He notices he's got a, he's got a meeting. He's got to meet at the mall. As we all have our meetings at the mall. It was eighty five. Yeah, was, was everyone 85. was hanging out at the mall. In Murray, you known as atta- the Galleria, yes. <laughs> California. 
very popular in Arnold movies. So I mean, flash forward to Terminator Two, and they're like, I think uh, was that in the gallery? Connor was at the gallery, and T one thousand says the Galleria. It's the place to be. <laughs> it is where they are. Was that? Are you saying that was another meta mention by? Maybe by... they're predicting the future. Terminator 2, T-1000 is going to try to get him at the gallery. That would have been amazing if people go back and watch Terminator 2 now and they they can see John Matrix running in the background. Like, I've never heard of Is John Matrix a Terminator? And that's why he's so strong? He might be. I've never heard a mall referred to as a Galleria ever except in Arnold movies. (laughs) Two Arnold movies, Galleria. You know, Joe's a first-time guest, but it's just kind of like he gets it. Yeah, you guys, something something's happening here. Synergy. It's 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 mustache synergy. Oh, you know what it is? It's the gas pipe I left open. So we're just being <laughs> oh, fumed. Yeah. I wonder because I'm not drinking and I'm yeah. fucked up. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So he gets in his car, go to the Galleria, and this is where Schwarzenegger Matrix. I mean, jumps. Uh, and you notice. It's only sexual harassment when you're ugly because she's kind of like in. She's a little creeped out because he's huge. Yeah. But she noticed he's over six feet tall. And yeah. he, and every time he says, he says, do it. She just <laughs> does what he says. He keeps, and he I also want to point. Like at least three times in the movie, he says, do it. And I, she does it. I want to point out a lot of ladies have the gaydar. And she, she, she may be picking up on that. I, like I said, I alluded. Right. She was, she vi- might have been like, I'm safe because he's gay. Exactly. Yeah. And he's the, well, notice in this movie, he's the only man who doesn't creep on her. Every yeah. other man who, who does something with Cindy, hundred percent right. accurate. Wow! So, I'm and telling you, theory. It's coming. This is going to be put in history books. He he uh, does a move <laughs> that I've seen before. This led me to uh, try to watch every Arnold movie, uh, including Twins, which I never got to fo- see the full movie of. I've mentioned this before, but I, he ripped out a seat in that movie too. What, this is Arnold's move to rip out the the passenger seat. Well, it's this wants to make sure you can't see him when you look at the rearview mirror. Uh, exactly. This whole movie, I say, is about to show how superhuman he is. So he just rips it out, yoink. And no of course, her old face is amazing for this. <laughs> almost as good as Bennett's at the end of the movie. Um, oh boy, almost. So he's so, like, follow that car. I knew you were gonna say that. I, I don't know where these accents are coming so from. So she's scared but kind of annoyed at the same time. She's into it yeah. because life is born. Well, like I said, she feels safe because she's like, he's not going to try to fuck me. He's gay. And again, life his is... chest. It's just no hair at all. He's just... Life is boring. This is exciting, right? She's trying to find some excitement. Well, we That's know. she's a flight attendant. Dude. She's trying to go everywhere, trying to find something that fill that hole in her life. That if you she learned has, anything from 70s softcore porn, it's all about swinging stewardesses. That yes. That's the sexiest job. They say that's still a thing today. They're all like old ladies now. It was. Ric Flair started to bury him. (laughs) (laughs) He said back in the day you had to have qualifications to be a stewardess. It was like Chippendales. You had qualifications and then they'd say, we need to fight for the rights to have short guys be Chippendales. (laughs) God damn it. So, of course, there's a... And we're not even short, by the way. We're all average height, (laughs) by the way. So, fuck you, you... Short people hating motherfuckers. <laughs> so there's a nice little short car, tra- car chase. And there's a beautiful banter. It's hard target level banter. I don't remember exactly what the conversations were, were happening in the I car. I think he was trying to explain a little about he, why. He didn't want to give too much away. She was trying to ask, why am I doing this for you? The man of my dreams has got my daughter. 
I believe was the gist. Yeah. Well, that's the subtext. Yeah. I don't think he said man of my dream, but we read that. He did say my daughter is being kidnapped and they're going to kill her. And she said, well, should I step on the gas? And I've only known you for five minutes. I want to kill you. (laughs) you He's right about that. That is what she said. Not a very feminine voice, but I wouldn't expect that out of Joe. (laughs) (laughs) He wants me dead. Well, I want you dead. So they follow him to the Galleria. And I guess uh, Sully had a meeting set up at the Ruby Tuesdays. I love how this scene went. I love how it went nowhere. Like whatever, what his deal had nothing to do with the plot of the movie. But I like that because it's like he's got other shit he's got to do during the day. We're learning what a henchman does with his day. I I I love this. I love this. It's not over explaining things. It gives us an A to B to C kind of interaction to everything, and so we end up at the mall. This is this fluid. That is what I did love about that whole scene. Like, this is a henchman who is he's involved in a high-profile thing. Like, they're trying to recruit John Matrix to somehow overthrow a government. But in the meantime, after he sees that that plane's taken off, he is trying to crush puss. Yes. That is what he wants. That is number one. He, he wants sees, to move up in the organization. Oh, yeah. He sees that flight attendant. He says, oh, my God, yes, please. Let me holler at that. It doesn't go his way. Whatever. Okay, fine. My evening's ruined. I'll just go uh, to the hotel, the Sun Sunoco Five, whatever it was, and give myself a wank. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> He's so close. It's over. He's hit so many words right in the hotel, but he doesn't quite hit it. And I feel and like it was Sun something, but I forgot. It's total Griff logic. I know. I go. I was like, <laughs> but he was gonna do his thing. Whatever. He was like, all right, it, it didn't work out. Whatever. I'll just meet my guy, get my passports, and do my thing, and uh, we'll just finish up the day. It'll I be love great. it. So, so he, at the mall. He, so he's doing the passport deal at the Ruby Tuesdays. That's where all the shit goes down. He oh. had such a salad bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, Y'all ever been fun, to a Ruby Tuesday? Funny, oh, my God. It's funny you the say that. Beans. Because that's what, Unreal. That's what the, the swarthy-looking individual he's getting for. Like, Did you try the, the salad bar? And he's like, no, but I'll get to it after our fucking you know, deal is done. Cottage cheese, all you can eat. Oh, man, that stuff's expensive at Meyer, but you go to an all-you-can-eat salad bar. It's as much as you want. I just want to imagine Joe at a fucking salad bar, garbanzo bean base, cottage cheese to fill in the gaps. And then some of those, like, orange, what... no, the, the peaches with the freaking syrup on it. Oh, they said Black Flag would do that because they were so broke. They would go into like those salad bars and they would cover the tray with fucking food because they were they that was all they would eat for the rest of the fucking day. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. so you're saying Joe is very punk rock? Yes, he's very punk Thanks, rock. Yes. You're very punk rock. Don't like Rollins, yeah, yeah. So the deal's getting done. Yeah, While that's true. going on, our man uh, Arnold, Arnold and Cindy, Cindy walking, and he's like John. I, Cindy. I need you to distract him. Just get him over here. Yeah, I just need you to go in and get that man. And tell him to come. Just this, bring him. Show him your pussy. Do whatever. <laughs> do what you women do. Do what you women do, you know. I don't know. I clearly love Bennett. <laughs> whatever. Your lady parts. Show I them. He's wearing the fucking rope vest I made him for Christmas. I, we've mentioned, like, I mentioned this before. Arnold has very good facials. When he mentions, like, show him your lady part, he is, like, disgusted. He yeah. is, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he's and into it, but she's he's like, it. okay, I'll do that. Mealy goes security guard. Hey, this is creepy motherfucker over here. I look. I wasn't hanging out at the malls in '85. I wasn't born. Yeah. Were, were they that secure? No, they weren't. I don't remember any. Either man. way, he looks very suspect because he is sweating. <laughs> and he's like hiding behind <laughs> something. He <laughs> is so big. 
he hides his face, but you see his gigantic Mr. Olympia winning body behind it. <laughs> the most jacked human being on earth is standing there. Well, they're his head and he is posing. Pillar. I won't say that much. He's good. Yeah, he's close. glistening. He's, he's glistening glistening. so bad. He's filthy. He's no got hobo. We landed like in the swamp. It's not yeah. a hobo that's that's jacked. You know what I mean? Like he is clearly very well nourished. <laughs> he's, he's filthy ch- and sweating. He's trying to hide behind a, one of the support pillars for the mall because they're on like the second floor of it at this time. And he, there's a couple of like fake plants by him. He pulls them in close, and then he, yeah, he does Peeking start through. flexing. He peeks through. <laughs> he's like throwing up a flex here and there, and he is wearing a very deep V shirt. So his pecs are nearly. So we gotta do it. If it's gonna be a V. Gotta be deep. Yeah, it's gotta be deep, and your pecs gotta be nearly poking out. And yes, he is lathered. Lathered in the Bactrolium jelly. Right. He is so glistening. Blinding. Blinding amount. And so they're like, okay, we'll check it out. I'm going to call my man. There's a man over there in a green T-shirt. He wasn't wearing a green T-shirt, by the way. He was wearing a green quarter T-shirt. Three-quarter T? Three-quarter T. And but well, they, they see a man hiding behind a pillar, flexing behind a plant, and, and they're, they're like, that's the like, guy. Black Barney Fife is like, <laughs> he, he's like hitting on girls. Yes. He's hitting on two little white women who are both way into him. Like, they were very into it. Yes. It's like, hey, want to see me kick some ass? <laughs> uh, we do, but we really would like to know where the Cadillac cars are at. And so he goes over there, and they're like, sir, what are you doing here? And then, but leave me alone. I'm, I'm watching something. He calls it in. Guys, I need a backup on, uh, oh, what? Yeah, I oh, I got, I got a guy over here. Blonde hair, green shirt, six foot two. First of all, you're giving way too much bass to his voice. It was like, it was like Urkel. Like, and one, one giant, giant motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> okay. It was like, I think they, I think they had Turkey from the, oh, wow, the Starsky and Hutch Starsky episode, and Hutch like, episode. do the voiceover for that guy. <clears throat> so Sully finishes the deal. And he's like, sorry, I don't have room. I, I had a big lunch. I'm not, I don't want to do a salad bar thing. Plus, I got to be lightweight. I got to have a light, empty stomach because I'm looking for puss and the babes around here are base. I need, I need a real woman. <laughs> I was down at the bars and I was looking for a woman and I met a lot of women who met met looked like women and I forget how the rest of that promo goes. Okay, well we're gonna move on. <laughs> and so uh, he notices because he's posing and flexing and sweating profusely. <laughs> Matrix. Well, no, he notices Cindy. Oh, you know, yeah, he's like, hey. Well, before he notices Sydney. <laughs> Cindy, we got to mention that he said, this looks like a private place to hunt some slash. <laughs> I didn't even remember. What, what a fucking lie. <laughs> I knew he said I didn't some... even have that in my notes, but I remember. Just Good callback. I'm, I I'm so I just, glad you remember, remember that. A prime place to hunt some slash. I knew he said some weird shit to the <laughs> dealer, <laughs> and I couldn't remember it. And I'm so glad I took the it's time just, to butcher. That's, that's how you build the bad guy. You're like, right. fuck that guy. I hope he right, dies. because you shit. know they're all teenage girls there, so he's a real creep. <laughs> oh, he was after those teenage undergarments? Yeah, teenage oh. Uh, training undergarments. Oh, my God. <laughs> but he picks up on a real woman, a pilot. Well, we don't know that right here. We just know that she's still a stewardess at this moment. And he's like, oh, want that dick, don't you? Yeah. Whore! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking whore! 
And she's like, oh, yeah, that just turns me on. And then he, this is when he notices Matrix. So this is as the cops are surrounding John Matrix and the calls I got, I got some, some fucking American Ninja 2 flashbacks from this Big scene. time, 100%. And so he realized he locks eyes with John Major. John makes John locks eyes with him, and he realizes cops are surrounding him. So Soli goes for Sydney's purse because he's like, "I need a fucking quarter. I need a quarter." <laughs> and he's digging in her purse, finds a quarter, runs for the phone booth. John realizes he's surrounded by guards, so he's throwing fucking mall police at just everywhere, and they've got the full garb. He's beating mall police with mall police. Did you? <laughs> and then they, do- then they dogpile his ass. After, after, he stopped. This is after he grabs the phone booth. Okay. So, so the, my favorite part is that the badge on their arm is Special Force, which I just thought was too funny. <laughs> it's like, you're mall cops, Special Force. So he's just throwing them all to the side. The contact, what do we want to name the contact? Because he's going to come up. Huh? Ramon. So Ramon is even kind of like in the in the bar trying to sip away at his why tequila. Why did he freak out? Like, why didn't he just chill and I have his cottage cheese? I don't understand. <laughs> it's because we were in, on the second floor of a mall and we needed to see someone fall in a minute here. Okay. That's got to be why. Great death whale, too. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's Very. what's awesome about this movie. Every time there's a death whale, it's, it's good. It's I'll good. give and him that. Yeah. And so John makes a beeline for uh, Soli because he's at a phone booth. He's put the quarter in. He's pressed 9-1, and he's about to ready to hit 1. I know he's calling uh, Al- Arius. Arius, but yeah, nine one one. And so he's getting ready to connect the phone, and suddenly... He pulls out his gun. He shoots at John. John dodges the bullet, and then he just decides, "I'm not going to shoot anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to cower in here." <laughs> well, he's Terrified. a weasel. Yeah. Yeah. Terrified. And so, Joe, I would like you to go over this feat of strength for us here. It is unbelievable. John Matrix grips the phone booth at the top and at the bottom, in in the most Herculean how did he, he do that? It's like fucking move I've ever tall. seen. Somehow awkwardly lifts it above his head in a gorilla press, and then proceeds to give it the fu slash attitude adjustment. John Cena's <laughs> later finishing move. He probably stole it from this movie. Boom! With the guy in it, like he pretty much just attitude adjusted six hundred pounds. No problem. No big deal. Like it was nothing. Uh, the people are cowering. They're running like the Hulk is rampaging. It doesn't matter. Arnold is ready to kill Sully. I will point out, Cindy is into this. Oh, yeah. oh she's losing it. This is the oh, point yeah. where she's like, wow, I wish I didn't rat on John like this. Uh, I really regret that decision, and uh, I can't wait till later, but this is a pity I'm he's gonna, gay, apparently. I'm going to make it up to him. She doesn't realize he's gay. She thinks she's going to turn him. She thinks he's going to turn him? They, they Do you think she knew? Oh, yeah. That's why she thought she, she was safe with him. She didn't like, you know, normally if a huge fucking giant profusely sweating guy is like, take me there, you like freak out. And she's just kind of annoying, mildly annoyed saying, by do it. it. <laughs> do it. Do it. So while he's, about, he's just about to grab Sully, he gets dogpiled by the security guards. Steve and, James, classic scene. Well, it would be more classic if we got that sound effect of the bowling ball hitting this, you know. If no. we were producers on the movie, Merman Productions were available for hire. We, Merman uh, Productions. Excuse me, we uh, got White Fire put on. And Blu-ray. we're going to talk about this next week a little yeah. bit more, but we also got Strike Commando. Yeah. Blu-ray. That's coming to Blu-ray. Thanks, so you're, you're welcome, world. You're welcome. 
But so, we would have cut in the audio of this famous right. Steve James moment. Right. So while he's distracted, Sully gets away, gets in the elevator. But that's not going to stop her, man, Matrix. For some reason, there's like these plastic streamers hanging from the ceiling of the mall mm. conveniently. That's so how it was at the Galleria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was it. Was eighties eighties. Look, I've only been in the mall in the nineties. I've never been in there in eighty five. So he he just grabs the end of it. Tarzan swings down. He knows he he he's like feels for the wind. He's like doing the math in his head. We noticed. We remember when he jumped off the plane. He can do the math like like that. That's why he's the Matrix. He's got trepidity worked yeah, out. The in trepidity, the unbelievable. So he Perfect. times it perfectly. So he lands right on top of the elevator. Did you so even mention him bowling balling the cops off? Yeah. Okay. Good. And. That Sully gets out. There's a chase. Sully gets in his car. Takes Starts off. running away. Yeah. Arnold, of course, goes into Cindy's car, which apparently she left the keys in the visor. She had a convertible, but the visor's still there. And right. she's whatever. She's so, padding herself. Oh my god, fanning herself. That was so hot. What she. I mean, is? she's she's at the front of the mall. She's not even in the parking garage. So Arnold gets in the car, drives, loops it around, chasing after Soli, and then she notices him. And she, uh, uh, Arnold, does the very fortunate, nice thing of stopping yeah. to let her back in. And normally, you just run her over, but he stops, <laughs> and she gets in, and they they, they give chase. Yep. Here's uh, okay. I will say this movie's not too offensive about the car chase. It's pretty short. It gets right to the point. Two shitty little convertibles. They get they get information out of it and they get a beautiful one liner, so Well it, we get we get some like ramming each other in the side. There's a there's a there's a I'm sure IMDB has this as a goof because they they knock Sully's car over so it's up on its side. And then so Sully's fucked up, obviously. They stop. Oh, they crash they crash her car into a telephone pole. Yes. Nobody's hurt. Nobody's wearing a seatbelt. No. Nope. Nobody has a seat for fuck's sake, <laughs> let alone a seatbelt. Yeah. Cindy at this she point. She would have been not... flying across. Yeah. She didn't even have a seat. Cindy is murdered. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Grabs Sully by the ankle, takes him over the cliff face, and he's like, you know, Tell me what I need to know. He's like, uh, he's like, he's like, I don't need to know what you fucking have. I went through your pockets, motherfucker. I found this this key. Oh, uh, you can't kill me because you need to know where your daughter's at. This is not my solely voice. I forgot about it, but yeah, that's what he said. And he's like, I don't need your fucking info. I got the fucking hotel keys, motherfucker. And then he rips out the line. He's like, he's like. Uh, <laughs> Sully, remember when I said I'd kill you last? Yes, John. You said you would you you would kill me last because I was funny. Let me tell you a joke. Two doctors walk into a bar and the one says your butt's looking funny and the other says, No, it isn't. It's just your and face. And then he just Stop I lied. And it drops him. He's like, I, the, the joke's not gonna it's not gonna land. He does the best whale though. He's just like You see that dummy just go down there? And then he pushes because he doesn't have obviously uh, Cindy's car's fucked. She's along. She's like, "Where am I going to do?" I guess I'm along for the ride. So he pushes the car over. Another superhuman feat of strength. <laughs> pushes it over. This is where there's a fuck up. The side of the car is not fucked up anymore. It's like a perfectly good car when he gets in it and takes off. And then when you see him at the hotel later, it's fucked up again. Continuity era. Somebody should have got fired for that. So, uh, what did you do with Sully? I let him go. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point... It works a lot better when you're watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> a little better timing in the movie. But we don't we don't edit. We don't care. So he's like, look, here's the picture of my daughter. It's real. I'm not making it up. Can you help me, please? And she's like, fine. Like, yes, I can. You're a nice gay man, gay father. I appreciate that. I think gay people should be allowed to raise kids. And that was a brave statement in 1985, bro. And Murray, this is where we get our first quick call. We've been watching Arnold this whole time, Chase oh, Down Solely, and everything. And you know, this is good, but we got to see what's going on with daughter. She is arriving at a mansion. This is with uh, uh, Aguas, Ariga, Aruba. Arias. Arias. They're, well, they're on an island. We see them, like, boat into an island. Yep. And, yes, there's a mansion there and a yacht. Mm-hmm. And so they just throw her in a room, lock her in there. The the French doors have like boards over them. She's she's trapped. Yeah, she's boarded, locked in. There, there are guards outside of the one door she can get out of. She she's obviously trapped. Yeah, but she's she's a little scared, but she's keeping it cool. She was trained by a fucking Spartan squad guy. And of course, we quickly go back to John because this is his movie. So John, it, he's got that key for the sunspot, and he knows a sunspot. I'm guessing He's Murray. Had a few rendezvous at the sunspot. I'm guessing this is California's hot, hot spot for the male spot. Yeah. You know, dudes meet up here, so he's like, "I know exactly where the sunspot is." <laughs> I know exactly. So it was the sunspot, by the sun way. Sunspot. Right. Yeah. And so they head straight over there. They've got key number five, so they're going right for you know the fifth room. And they're they're wandering around. They're flipping through the CDs. They're flipping through the luggage. They're turning on the TV and flipping the channels. They're, they're like ordering porn for like twenty dollars and shit. <laughs> they're they're monsters. Just to fucking do it. They're monsters. Soli was an asshole, but <laughs> and apparently it's a suite because there's a door to the the next room. Well, no, they did that back in the day. They did that. Uh, well, they need to stop doing that. They do. Creepy. It would be locked, and no one would get the key unless you uh, uh, clocked in as friends. So you want to get the key to unlock well, that door. You, you already said this is a swingers type hotel. So. Sure, but it, it's not saying that either of these two are swingers. Because you I'm only not, get the key if both sides agree to I'm it. I'm not making judgments. I'm just. Saying. I'm just telling you how it is, Murray. I've okay, been to these yes. hotels. Yeah, I know. I I'm know a, you've been to these. Hotels. You've I'm, been to the Sunspot. I'm many a soon a to be 34 year old male. I've been to these hotels. Okay. <laughs> 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 Anyways, they go in and they're looking around for evidence because they're trying to figure out uh, this was their next clue to figure out where Bennett may have uh, taken Jenny. Right. And so they're looking for the next set of clues. And as they're looking around, you get a nice old rap at the door. Now, I'm not going to make a door noise because Millie's being very quiet right now. And if we knock, it'll upset her. Knock, knock. Very good. Knock, 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 knock. That's knock, some good knock. knocking. And uh, he's like, that's Cook. He looks out the window. And he's like, but then you're a whore. I'm going to go. And so he rips your fucking shirt open. Yes. (laughs) And then he just goes, I'm going to be in the bathroom. (laughs) Finis. And he turns on the fucking uh, shower to make it look like Sully washing up after a nice whore. She's known this man for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. But she she thinks he's gay. She can trust him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as a person who can deliver a punch way better than me and Murray... How did you feel about this scene? Because the door opens and Cook walks in and Arnold fucking John Matrix steps out and punches him unbeknownst. When ah! that, would that kill him? I feel like it might have, yeah. If he didn't know it was coming, if it should have knocked him right the fuck out. you're a green out, beret. Yeah, if no. you're a green beret, you know how to take a punch. So. Okay. 
So he subconsciously su- he rolled he, with he was, it. Yeah, he, he squared up. For it. So yeah. it was like, okay, motherfucker, I'm a green beret. Yes, and I mean he said it right away. He looked at him and said. You scared motherfucker? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> this green beret gonna kick your ass. I eat green berets for breakfast. And I'm not very hungry. <laughs> Once again, I eat green berets for breakfast. Oh, you're bringing this up to a butthole thing? I was thinking dick, but I guess we can go a butthole. Oh, okay. Oh. Either way. <laughs> he's snacking on something. He's... Well, no, he's not. He's not very hungry. <laughs> so the fight continues. I thought he said he was very hungry. <laughs> I think we may have misquoted it. I, yeah. I, the way I, I heard it, I didn't write it down. Hungry. Yeah, you I thought he was very hungry. Yeah, I, I think he's right. Yeah, you think that was, would, that's what but, would yeah. make sense. Yeah. Green for breakfast. I, and I'm very hungry. I agree. With you. Oh. Eat that fucker's lunch. It's I thought he was saying toss I a have... salad, whatever you want to think. <laughs> or either so, or. I thought he was saying I have no patience for this. I'm going to beat your ass. So, no. <laughs> no, I thought I, I think like, Joe's right. <laughs> anyway, so. the most incredible fight starts happening, and we've got Cindy hiding in the corner. Cook, by the way, has a gun, and he's shooting She's erratically. Like, this macho bullshit. You know? I'm <laughs> sick of this macho bullshit. She's this guys eat too much raw meat. She's you know? biting her. Look, we this watch. This is how women are, guys, 100%, even in 2021. Come on. I watch 1980. <laughs> we watch 1986 wrestling, and we see the women when Ric Flair's yeah. out there, and they are clawing at their tops. <laughs> like, and that, that's what they Cindy are. was doing here. She's like, I'm sick of this macho bullshit. But at the same time, you see it in her face. It's like Bruce Valanche is writing it for her. Like, you are horn. Horn dogging for that dick. <laughs> Bust through that door that we talked about two minutes about for no reason. And lo and behold, there's some swingers in this one because they're filming some fucking. This is uh, one of the most important scenes in this movie. It's important (laughs) because. It's a blink and you'll miss it, but it's there. But it takes me back to the 80s where you're like, we got to have a tits in this movie. Like, they don't do that anymore. Marvel is in it. What's that Marvel when we had tits in it? Absolute bullshit. Like, even the Deadpool movies don't have it. See? We're they rated do up. have what I think we're about to start touching on here. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, but all I know well, is Deadpool this. Deadpool 1, at least. This movie makes me so happy because, yes, the scene, the scene is blinking. You miss it. But yet, if you look at the three-second uh, 90 frames, if it's in 60 frames per second, you will see so much. So many things happening in this scene. There's a camera there. First of all, you notice that the woman is behind the man in the bed. So there's something happening. He is bent over. I think at this point they were hiding, though. I don't think they were. I think they knew. The bullets were going through the fucking door. I think I don't think they were like, hey, let's keep keep fucking. You know, don't stop. Okay, Murray, this is interesting. So you think he was protecting her? You think they stopped fucking? And I think he they was, stopped fucking, yes. And he w- I don't know if he's protecting And her. he got in front to be like, I'm going to protect you. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm just saying. I think I don't know if you rewound it. looked like she was wearing a harness of some sort. Was she? Yep. Okay. We got a harness. I was looking at the tits. Sorry. And if you stop. Maybe it was the shadow, but the way I took it, it looked like a... Uh, Okay. A, uh, yeah. Apparatus? Uh, an apparatus. An international, yeah. an international object around yes. the waist? Yes, okay. it was. I'm, I'm, I didn't see it. I and was, if was you distract kid, yourself even further from the two men fighting and the two, the, 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 the romantic couple flowing? doing what they do in the dark, 
You may have noticed a camera. I did notice that. I said that a minute ago. Good. I didn't notice the camera. Holy there's yeah, there's a camera, whole yeah. there's right. a whole a camera. That, that's a whole different level. Yeah. Whole camera set up in this room, and they crash in. This is going to be the best movie of the year. <laughs> well, it turns into a snuff film. Yes, it does. Because Arnold grabs uh, uh, Cook. Cook and just hurls him. Was Cook a, was he blades? He a vampire. Because he falls onto what? Well, what he does is Cook pulls out his uh, revolver and he's about to shoot him. He says, "You're out of luck," and then it clicks and he says, "No, you're out of luck." And he punches him in the face. He falls to the ground, grabs him by the dick, and body presses him across into the other room that they're in, room Back five. In yeah. Yep. And he gets speared by some. Is it a other... table leg? What the fuck was it? It was well, like a broken door or something. I don't know, but there was all that plate I glass. He, I think he was a vampire. There was all that because plate glass. Because it went glass, through his heart. It was a and there was all those heart. metal rods. Nuts. I don't think it went through his no, heart. It, went through it seemed his like chest. it was through his stomach. I think it went through his chest. I, I can't tell, know. guys. But all I know is it pierced him. And Sydney <laughs> is... penetrated him to get back to what we were talking about earlier. Maybe it was another strap-on. All I know is Cindy was just like ah, in the corner, and John is just like, "All right, let's go, let's take his car. He won't need it." <laughs> Why does he need her now? Oh wait, he does because he finds a receipt in his pocket for in the car. For yeah, and then for he's like, "Search the car," and they find in the, in the glove box. It's a uh, it's a receipt for some. Uh, Air, air, airplane fuel. Yes, a small plane and a small amount of fuel. Just enough fuel to get somewhere in back. And this is where we learn that not she's not just a stewardess. She's not happy to just stop being a stewardess. She wants to be a pilot. So she's been studying flying. Because, of course, we need somebody to fly a plane. So, yeah. of course, she fits the bill. And we headed straight over to the pilot gas refueling station, Patria apparently. Patria Enterprise. Yeah. Patria, Go there. Yeah. I didn't understand the scene. Is there is, is Arius having a hidden army here? I didn't know what was going on. This is so confusing because they have tanks. This is supposed to be where they fuel up, and there's tanks and military equipment in here. Are you feeling you anything? Know what was going I on? was confused by this part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's getting <laughs> army for some reason. <laughs> and there's a bunch it of... Was, it was QAnon probably. I don't know. There was a bunch <laughs> of crates that had Valverde written on them, and I yeah. was like, what am I supposed to gather from this? I don't know. I guess maybe if the, he didn't kill the guy, they were going to attack Valverde. I don't know. That's plan B. I don't know. All well, I know is a very lovely face do we see in this scene. So John has sneaked in. He's crying, climbed up a rain gutter and snuck in. He pulled off a metal. There's just uh, I the, can see like a guy's probably 250 who could climb up a rain gutter. It wouldn't fall off. Oh, yeah. No, this rain gutter is solidly built onto this building that has the cheapest siding. He rips it off, sneaks in. Heads right into the offices. Here's a couple guards. Hides in the doorway. They walk by. He walks in the office. But there's one guard in there. And God damn it, Murray, if this is not one of our favorites. Branscombe Richmond. I didn't almost didn't recognize him because he didn't have the Sioux Falls mullet going on. It was a it was a baby mullet. 85. It was 85. Yeah, he didn't he didn't discover it yet. Not until Renegade. He and, really let it you flow. Know, blink if you miss it. But we didn't blink. We saw it. We saw some full-on Branscombe there. And he's... Kills him like nothing. I was like, what? Snaps his neck like he's popping popcorn. He didn't even get to go, no, or anything. Nothing. Poor Branscombe. So he opens a window, pulls Cindy in, and there's all these flight plans laid out. Aren't they on, like, the second floor? 
I thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like Spider-Man or some shit. Climbs yeah. up there. He climbed to the second floor. As far as I know, he's been on the second floor. He notices there's this map of this chart. He's like, this is the only place they could have her at this on this island. It's right off the coast of Santa Barbara. Right. And like I don't know how he figures that out. Why they would have her? I because I, nobody knows what's going on. And this could be where they're attacking. We don't fucking know, but he knows. He's done, incredible because he's, he's only got eleven hours total to figure this out. Right. Well, now he's got, was now he's got like, like, like seven yeah, or so now. It's, wow. Yeah, in a minute here, we only have two hours, so we're probably only at five or seven hours. And he's like, how long will it take to get here? She's like, oh, I know. Just rouse it off just the perfect time they need. There's a lot of math happening here, guys. But there's no amphibious plane. And she's like, well, there's one here in San Pedro, it says. We can just go down there and get that. Oh, an amphibious plane? The most amphibious. (laughs) But he's like, before we go there, I need to do some shopping. So they, Shopping? So they go to the old Joe's Army Navy, burst in, I guess silent alarms. <laughs> don't even see the bulldozer he grabs. He oh, just shows up Yeah, in There just happens to be a bulldozer he's just like, bulldozer, yeah, just where he needs it. wired, and he's knocking this fucker down. He's been willing to destroy every vehicle, but yet for this one, he's like, I got to get, uh, get a bulldozer for this. Just happens to be there. You know, there's some construction going on the side. He didn't just break through the front door. He yeah. used a bulldozer. You're right. You're right. I apologize. Now, do, uh, do either of you shop at Army Surplus stores? When I was like fucking five, when I wanted to get like a, like a ninja star or some shit like that. No. Joe? I bought some Army stuff for a wrestling gimmick, but that was about it. Okay. So, but they, you guys, when you went in there, you both realized, because I went there when I was 13. That's where I got my um, Snake Plissken, uh winter camouflage pants. There we go. Yeah, I didn't look like Snake Plissken. But, <laughs> but when, when, when you went in there, the point is, when I went in there at 13, I, I realized there's a secret wall in here somewhere. We all know that. That's yeah. the, oh, there's got to be. The goodies. Absolutely. And so Arnold is I wouldn't loading. be shocked if that's a real thing, too, because of these, like, gun nut guys. So Arnold is loading up all the basic bitch shit, you know, flippers and, like... They got, uh, they got the plasma rifle there that, that Terminator couldn't find when he went to the gun shop. I don't know He's how like, it happened, but when I went to the rifle. store, I walked out with swords of some sort. Of course <laughs> you did. That's what you had like, to do. Everybody else had some sort of guns for the... The shoot, and I, I grabbed a bunch of swords. Yeah. This is like, I'm going to be like Deadpool. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I think but, I, I got like a slingshot one time. <laughs> Army surplus. There BBs. were swords there. there I, are, of course. I, I, I'm worse than you two. I came out with patches. <laughs> Just so <laughs> on to something. What's it, like special forces? I think yes. Okay. Yes. Hell yeah. Special forces. Uh, that was what I, I came out with. I think I got a boomerang it. one time. <laughs> Didn't work. You didn't work. Boomerangs work. Anyways, so Arnold's going through. He's grabbing all the basic shit, ammo, all that stuff. And then he's like, flippers. I need the real weapons. I said the, flippers. Need, I said he, flippers. He needs a plasma rifle. Yeah. And, and so he goes behind the counter, and he's searching under the uh, the counter, and he's looking for that secret button, and he finds it. And it, see, This is Doom now. We're talking about Doom 64 at this point. Actually, Doom 64 is not out. Early Doom. And this wall flips over, and it's just a room full of guns. Well, not guns. Bazookas, rocket launchers, everything you need. That four-cylinder rocket launcher, is that is that not the hottest thing? It's the most iconic oh, yeah. thing about this movie. Everyone remembers that. That is the weapon. I was so happy to see that. And so they're they're living their own holiday. They're stealing all these weapons. They're loading it's Christmas up. Christmas time, yeah. They're loading up shopping carts. Cindy takes one out. And as she takes it out, apparently they parked the car a mile away. 
because the cops have infiltrated the building. Yeah, silent alarm. Silent alarm. And they only get John. And there's no fanfare to this. They just put him in a uh, big old paddy wagon. And he's like, you need to call Kirby. He will tell you what's going on. And meanwhile, Cindy is driving next to the paddy wagon. No other cops near them at all. With all the shit they stole in the backseat. In the backseat. Everything they stole <laughs> is in the backseat. They're just going to let her do it. And uh, we get, they can get away with they again. Want. We already had Soli, but Soli got something for him. Soli is dead now, so we need a new skeezy male. All men are skeezy except for Matrix, and especially cool. cops. So he yeah. leans over and he's like, "Oh, I see this 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 brown bitch right now." Well, no, now. he says, "He says I'll oh. make your black life matter as well." Oh. <laughs> Come on, I'll make your black life matter. <laughs> oh yeah, she's a hooker. Yeah, this guy, the worst. Well, you know, I love I love this because I I I grew up respecting black people and it was because the villains always hated black people. So well, learned a lesson. So the paddy wagon takes up she's probably a whore. She don't want to fuck us. Takes off. <laughs> she like gets up like she's gonna like throw her tits and they're like, hey, check this out, man. Oh, like, she's, she's got, got something for us. She's got something for us. Whips out that fucking rocket launcher. Of course, she's she's a woman, so she shoots one you know backwards. Oh, silly woman! She doesn't even know how to use a rocket launcher. Even though she you says would, she read the instructions, yeah. turns it around. She figures that out. Shoots it like she just falls back. And, and she perfect. She's like fuck William Tell. It hits the fucking wheel perfectly because if it hit the truck where she was aiming, it would have killed, killed Matrix. Yeah. Murdered. But no, she planned it that way. And it blows the fucking car on its side. Like, yeah. I, we're assuming the cops are dead. Cops knocked out. Matrix. <laughs> Absolutely. Matrix superhuman. So he doesn't even have a cut. He just push punches the door open. Yeah. Walks okay, let's go. Business uh, as usual. All right, let's go. How did you know how to do that? I, I read the directions. Oh, that was a great wow. feminine voice. We wow. never knew he had this Good range. We need to bring him in Thanks, for the voices. Yeah, goddamn, Joe. Fuck. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, we get a quick cut back over to our villains because, really, we haven't seen anything of them. But we need to know kind of – this is basketball. This is the shot clock. You know, We need to know. We've been passing it around the back half. We need to know, are these people going to put points in before the shot clock goes off, Murray? I don't think so because the plane is due to land in two hours now. So we we as the audience are apprised of how much – how the stakes are raised. We haven't seen that loud watch in a while. (laughs) That's a good point. And I think uh, fucking Ben is just in the background fondling that knife again. We see. I think we may we may even cut back to uh, Jenny like figuring out like how to get out. Like she like un- did she undo the? Uh... We do uh, in these scenes. We get a lot of cuts. To I don't Jenny. know how the fuck she did this. Uh, maybe she got iron fingernails. She undid the screws on the. She fucking... took the doorknob out of the door. Yeah, but how do you do it? You just pull it out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, really. Joel, it was impressive. I don't know. She's you don't, trained. You don't have extensive doorknob knowledge? Unfortunately, I do not. No. Oh. You've no. never put a sack of doorknob, well, uh, uh, doorknobs into a sack and pummeled somebody with it? Well, we've all done that. No, no. Murray's done, done that. that. Actually. You, really? Yeah. I've done Door that. Doorknobs are the best. Have they survived? I've hit people with golf clubs, baseball bats, chairs, they ladders, but wow. They don't leave a mark, so police will not be able to right. figure it out. No, you can't Holy dust shit. for a fucking doorknob. Really? Yeah. It's like murdering a person with We're an icicle. We're basically telling you people, if you want to kill you somebody, put doorknobs. a pillowcase full of doorknobs yeah. together and just whack people with it. That's it? Yeah. They don't. Even... Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah. I never thought about it that way. 
Keep it in mind. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Perfect You're time. welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. We haven't been caught yet. <laughs> so John and Cindy are arriving at a nice dock. And we all know that well, docks. Our docks are never nice. Murray, every dock is nice, right? No. They're, they're all just crime ridden. They're just shame. raised wrong. <laughs> yes. They take a wrong turn. Somewhere Thumb in life. breakers hang out. <laughs> they find the amphibious plane, but they also find apparently this must be a military base. I don't know because there's like these armed guards with like machine guns, and they got a jeep, and they just open fire. They're, apparently, there's stormtroopers on the side because they can't hit anything. They're hitting no. the plane repeatedly, but it's not affecting it. Not affecting it. And she's like, "What the fuck? This isn't a plane. This is a canoe with wings. This is a canoe with wings." And she's like, "This is older than me. I can't fucking fly this goddamn thing. I'm flying a Cessna." Well. Start paddling. Figure it out. <laughs> Do it. And, then he, and just out of habit, he rips the seat out. He just throws it out. <laughs> and and as they're as of course they're moving forward. I want to point out these guys are just fucking security guards. He murders these people. Three, three people. <laughs> He's just, I, doing their there's got to be a video out there. I, I I mean I don't know. I know we dive deep and we're into the psychology of the movie is a thing. We want to get right. in the layers, but did we do a kill count on this movie? We did not. Arnold kills so many people. I don't it's think over, you this could. This might be the highest kill count of any film he's done. It's 85. Did you look it up? I know this for a fact. Just the last sure? scene alone. <laughs> How do you know? I researched it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look, so I this, think someone just, would have did had you to see look our up. crack Woo! research team's hand him a no? It's Golden Globus. Brilliant. Thank the, you for this that. This is Golden Globus Theater, our product of Back Burn to the laser disc vault. Dust them. 85 oh men. Dead. You know what? I gave Joe the tour of my house. I never took him down to the uh, laser disc vault. They haven't earned it. So. You haven't earned it. <laughs> so they, they take off. Murder these guards just doing their job. Take off. You, you pointed out very pointless scene where we we learned that they have to fly low. We get a nice shot. We get his cameo, Bill Paxton. That was nice to see Bill Paxton. Yeah. And uh, they 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 they're like, you need to get out of this. Like I I think what it was was the island they're on is some kind of military something or other, and there was like no man like you weren't allowed on that island. It has to be. And they were like, we're gonna knock you out of the sky if you don't. And then they, just, they go, oh hey, just go just go lower. Just go lower. She's like, well, I'd have to do this. We'll do it. Okay. And that's it. Scene. Cut to. We go over to our two Arius's soldiers, and they're trying to impress Bennett. And here we go. Here we go. Are you ready for this? You ready for this? Ready. Wait, I'm Australian. Okay, you go. Oh, am I supposed to be the guard? Can you do the guard? Do I don't you remember, remember the line? their line. It was like... I, here's the thing, Bennett. Little girls, when you slice the necks with knives, it's like a hot knife through butter. Butter, you say? I got to tell you, I'm not doing biscuits. <laughs> yeah, but butter your biscuits, laddie. What the hell? Okay. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. Hey, at least it wasn't in Chicago. I can't time. keep consistent for any amount of time. But yes, the guard wants to cut the little girl's neck like a yeah. piece of butter. Yeah, and he's just like disgusted. He's like, me and John would never. Be. He's like, you're a pussy. The slaps the knife out of the guard's hand, and then Arius comes up. They're walking. He's like, you know what? When me and John, you know, John, the guy I'm always bringing up all the time. I don't. I don't care about him at all. Yeah. I, I'm over him. I'm not jealous. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just wearing this fucking same sweater he made for me. 
That was actually meant to be a sweater, by the way. Yeah. It's a huge, you didn't get but it, it was like it felt it was like the, it was a thought built for destruction, not creation. Well, it was he it was best. It was a thought that counts. <laughs> this is yeah. fucking best. This fucking rope vest. <laughs> Damn it. Now all of a sudden, Bennett is somebody. doing it. He's, he, sometimes Bennett will go into the, <laughs> the Matrix voice. So he'll be like. Art imitation life. And so once again, he's remembering all those times they killed together and loved together. He's like, we would, we would kick ass. I'd kill everyone here. If John were here, he'd laugh at it. And if he were here, we'd take your cards out like that. Now, Joe, we have not seen Bennett. For more than like three minutes at this point, is he still doing anything for you as a villain? Not really, no. Really? I, well, he hasn't done know. anything. He hasn't yet. done. He's talked shit. a lot of like shit. I've seen Arnold kill so many men, <laughs> and he just doesn't care. Like he's killed rent-a-cops for no reason. These are poor guys just trying to support their families, maybe even live their dreams. So they just have this side gig as a mall cop, whatever. Arnold's just killing guys and breaking their spines. He's doing whatever he wants. Yeah. And uh, Bennett. Yeah, what, we're supposed to expect Bennett to be able to stand up to Arnold? I mean, he does admit to Arius that. Well, Arius goes, he sounds very impressive. He thinks he's throwing one. He thinks he's throwing the fucking fillet back into Bennett's face, and he tells him, "You're afraid of Matrix? Of course I am. I've been under him many a time. He's <laughs> very strong." Very big, very large. Have you seen his dick flapping? Uh, silhouette, at least. So, so big, guys. Huge. I gotta say. His dad knows. In 1985. <laughs> <laughs> Kept rewinding it. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. It's been so long since so, we mentioned that. Yeah, I know. This is day three of our episode. Day three and, of the yeah. episode. We've been here. It's nightfall. But he's like, but I have the edge. I have this girl. I have his daughter. So they land on the opposite side of, John the, and Cindy. of the island. John and Cindy. John and Cindy. And this is where uh, John strips down to a speedo. Beautiful shot. Okay, this is where we're really going to the muscle scene here. I right? mean, he had to have been like, look, I want to make sure that you encompass everything that made me Mr. Olympia and why I'm undefeated. So I'm going to wear my same speedo. I'm going to look good. I'm in the best shape of my uh, theatrical career. Please capture it all. And wow, he looks fantastic. There's no reason for him to be in just full-on Speedo, but he is. Like, right. why did he have that with him? He, all we thought he had on him were these just dilapidated khakis and right. a green shirt, and he was sweating profusely. But now, yeah, we, he's, he was wearing a Speedo the whole time. We always thought he went, Commando. Woo! I thought that was why they had the name Commando, because yeah. that's his code name. But Cindy is wishing him well, and he's telling her, Do you remember what I told you to tell you? And she's Call like, Kirby! She's like, yes, I remember. She, Call Kirby. Say commando. He's like, you'll know when. When all fucking hell breaks loose. <laughs> Great fucking... Misfit reference. Misfriends reference, yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's got his punk credentials. Now, hey, okay. I'm obsessed with physique. Murray. You're obsessed with the mustaches, I know. I, I, I'm very obsessed with mustaches. He loves Magnum TA's mustache, by the way. I am It's awesome. Now. That's... Wow. It's true. Anyways, what I want to know is if uh, Joe remembers this scene that happens from him going from the the plane to the shore. You mean where he's rowing the boat? 
Do you, did you notice that the audio cuts out and they basically made him swallow a mic because the only audio you hear, you don't hear waves crashing. You don't hear water hitting the dinghy. All you hear is... Creaking of his sinews. I didn't really notice that. Yeah, I didn't either, but... And either. you get a close-up of his pecs. I mean, he looks good doing it, yeah. And you get a close-up of his back and he's just bulging. Like, yeah, yes. yeah. I wish. I kind of wish he was wearing just like a Kleenex type shirt, so it just exploded on his body. What do you think? Like, because this came out in '85. Like, there were very few avenues for entertainment back then. Like, the thing you did was go to the movies on a Friday night with your babe. Some guy takes his babe to see Commando. What is she thinking when she's watching that? Like, oh my goodness. I think she's figuring out if she's a Vernon or an Arnold. <laughs> or a Matrix, rather. I think so. Yeah. And I was 11, so. Like, it was just out bag. of control. It was like, wow, this is the epitome of a man right here. <sighs> it was Probably. all on display. Yeah, there's a lot I mean, of that. That guy's that. I no said, reason. that guy could be a Chippendales dancer. Because <laughs> he's over six feet tall. So we get so, to the island. Get to the island. <laughs> this is, again, another impressionable scene. Everybody where... remembers this scene. Where, where, where Griff decided to start using his crew chrome and brushing it, brushing it across his face because he thought he was applying camouflage. It's the old gear up montage. We can't get enough of these. We get it in Rambo. We get it in this movie. And no one does it better than Arnold. No one. It's been, I mean, this is just embedded in pop culture for all yes. time. We've I mean, seen the gifts. Every day. I have a Marvel Legends action figure of, of freaking Nuke, who's like a D-list Daredevil villain. But it's clearly supposed to be... Arnold and Commando, same haircut, oh. the vest with grenades on it, yeah. army pants, physique, looks just like Arnold. Like, everybody, that's what the ultimate male looks like nice. right there. Yeah. Ammo, vest, no shirt, grenades, boom. You could say he's the ultimate warrior. And, yeah. and <laughs> he's, 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 like, loading every weapon, he's putting the grenades on his fucking vest. And, um, and then, then he does the fucking grifting and does striations, the, and deltoids, a, just out of control. There's a certain additional detail they decide to throw into it that makes no sense, but yeah. Murray would like to tell you about it. Well, when he's finally finished, he's doing his fucking hero pose. Apparently, there's somebody with a smoke machine blowing smoke in the background. I didn't get that. Why is that there? I don't know. I guess it added to the scene. I don't know. So as he's gearing up, we got to cut over to our villains because now we're getting down to the fucking wire. He's got, like, on his watch, if we looked at it, there was probably only, like, 30 minutes left. So there's barely any time. So uh, Arius and uh, uh, um, Bennett and them, they're checking their watch to see if Henrique's calling in to say that, yes, Val Zavinas or whatever. Val Zavinas. <laughs> I can't remember the president's name. I don't remember Velasquez exactly. or something like Velasquez, that. that was it. They're checking, They're like sitting Whoa, by the phone. They're yeah. looking at it, sipping on whiskey, trying to see if they're calling in to see if you know he's dead or not. Well, we see a plane land finally in Valverde, and then we get that close-up shot of a very pale, dead Enrique. Yeah, we, we finally get falls over. They didn't, I guess he didn't hit any turbulence on the way there. Well, he did tell them, my friend is dead tired. Right. So... <laughs> They were very respectful, uh, you know, flight attendants. Yeah, don't, at don't no, disturb that man. At no that. point during this 11-hour trip where they're like, is your friend okay? Yeah, and Arnold, to drink. <laughs> Arnold, by the way, 
gone for the whole eleven hours. And they're not like, where did that he's man still, go? He's like, she's still in the bathroom. <laughs> Damn. Well, Murray. Well, we know. We know. So yeah, so they get the call from their goons in Valverde. Hey, motherfucking Matrix is even on the plane. So he's like, kill that bitch, Bennett. And Bennett's like, my pleasure. He goes to the room. It's kind of, it's kind of happening simultaneous, well, yeah. by the way, too. John, who has infiltrated the island, he's planting landmines everywhere. Um, Joe, what you, are you into the uh, like just the random gunfire fodder? What what do you like in an action scene here? I mean, it is wild because, as you said, he kills eighty five people in this entire movie. And um, 79 of them are in this remaining 20 minutes. They are. It's incredible. Because um, <laughs> we're they getting. Use the, you know, they do everything uh, it takes. We're getting he a uses lot of... every one of those weapons. Every he weapons uses. In, yeah, uh... every weapon he brings in. I'm just curious, like, because I get bored by action scenes. These action scenes were pretty good, though. Well, because it was good. quick. And that's the thing. They give us just enough because they're right. like, hey, we have uh, so many minutes left to tell the story. But let's go ahead and give them something a little 20 spicy. minutes. Let's give them something a little spicy. You know what? These guys pin him down. He goes into a shed. It looks like he's in trouble. I like this. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, he starts just going to work Gear on these guys turning. lawn tools. Mm. I and love that's, that's well, he what's blow- amazing. What are those? Those things called claymores? Are those those things that you? Put yeah, in? he was planting oh, like yeah. claymores. He blows up these, like barracks, or I don't know what the fuck they were. That you know probably kills a hundred guys that are in the barracks. Probably kills all those. We're not yeah. even counting. We're those not guys. even counting that because these we don't. Dudes see are them. chasing. They have guns. They could shoot him, but they just uh, don't. They're scared. He's, he's well, running. They guys, kill him. I, I he's throwing to, Rambo knives into people's throats. I hate to admit this, but uh, there was a moment in this movie where I realized the secret of uh, uh, dodging bullets. Squinting. Whenever Arnold is out in the open, which is every scene of action in this movie, he <laughs> squints harder when there's more people firing at him. So at the end, when he's got forty people firing upon him, he's not. His eyes aren't even open. No one can hit him. <laughs> so it's almost like you can't see me. I'm invisible. Exactly. Oh, okay. So that is what is happening. But he realizes there's so many people coming because he in. can't see anything because his eyes are closed. Somehow that makes him invisible. And as all this is happening in the mansion, they're hearing it. So Bennett walks to the window, licking his lips, the mustache with foam of a nice foamy beer dripping off of him. And he just says, welcome back, John. So glad you made it. That wasn't that bad. Yeah, it wasn't. Thank you. You were good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he goes to the room. He notices that... uh, uh, what's her fucking name? Jenny, Jenny. got out. Because, uh, of course, at this point, he was told to go kill her. Right. And she got one of the boards out, and she sneaked through. She's a little kid, so she can go right through one board. He'd fucking credible hoax. It just runs through the fucking boards. As, as soon as you think that Bennett doesn't have shit, he fucking hawks through a wall. That was impre- incredible. Yeah, and he, he falls. He sells it, but he gets right back up. Thank you. That's the thing. It's like, you know, at least he sold it. He's like, I went through a fucking wall, but hey, I have to kill this child. It was a thing. I have to get this child. Yes. So we get, we get, finally get to see that rocket launcher used by uh, Matrix. He blows some shit up. Blows some he blows up, up a car and then he looks at the wall, the gate to get into the mansion and he blows the fuck out of that. And since we, we noticed, remember, Cindy used the rocket launcher. She recognizes that sound. She goes, that sounds like all hell breaking loose. So she gets out on the horn to Kirby, 
And she's like, SOS. Yeah, I don't know. She knows the frequency somehow. Yeah. John walks into the courtyard of – it's actually like a beautiful hotel resort. And they all stayed there for the shooting of this movie. And so uh, when uh, – I can't remember the actress's name for Cindy. Radon John. Radon John. She was like, this movie was so amazing. We got to stay in that hotel. The thing I'm weird about – and she did this interview in like 86. She's like, I felt kind of weird because we only hired Mexicans to die. And so all these little brown people are just getting demolished. <laughs> Jeez. She says Whoa. that in the interview? Yeah. Damn, if, girl. If, yeah. You, if you listen to the Patriots that stormed our nation, it's because they'll work for half the fucking price. <laughs> That's why. So – He's mowing him down. He's building a wall of bodies, apparently. Look at this. Uzi. Nice, beautiful shot where you see him shooting the flowers. It's almost like this pussy fucking flower yes. shit. Again. I'm not gay anymore, Dad. I'm not gay. And he's yeah. just like shooting. Murray, you're bringing this whole back to right. your, your whole theory on this right. movie. Yeah, this is the, the final count. Joe, seriously, how is this doing for you on an action scene basis? Just oh, him my gunning down. is just beating through my chest. It's out of control. He's blowing everyone away. And then when you think, okay, I might be getting a little bored, he throws one of them grenades in. Boom. Blows up between two guys. They go flying. He's using everything in his arsenal, and it's just so damn impressive. I love it. You said the key word there, before it becomes boring. You can't just sh- We've seen so many movies where they just duck and hide and shoot for too long. This movie does such a good job of moving it along. He's squinting. He's barely looking out of his eyeballs to shoot people, to avoid bullets. He's gunning down everybody. Is that why Seagal does it? Well, Seagal's just an idiot. Okay. <laughs> I, can't t- I can't help you on Seagal. Okay. All right. But also, let's not let Arnold does get hit with some stuff. Yeah, he, he gets like he get was like cut. He might have got shot in the side. I something. think it was like shrapnel or yeah, something. He got, from hit with something. he got some shrapnel. Okay, so guys, so look, that's when he hides he in this tool shed. As yeah. he goes to the courtyard, he uses an Uzi, an M16, a Desert Eagle, a shotgun, grenades, and then finally he has to duck because he got hit into uh, the garden shed. And, and you know what? They do exactly what I'm like. You know what? If he was in there and I knew he was pinned down, I'd just say, hey, all you boys, let's just light it up, blow him away, kill him. That's it. It's all done. We got it. Fire from the outside. Exactly. Yeah, they surround they the place. just light that place up, just riddle it with bullets, and uh, you think Arnold would be dead. But, so they send one of the, the lowliest goon well, in there. I think the whole reason for the shrapnel was so Arnold could be. I haven't been shirtless in for like five minutes. So he takes off the fucking, <laughs> you know, vest. Mm-hmm. You got to mm-hmm. show that body, bro. Mm-hmm. That's what they're paying him for. Right there. The, the, the nerd opens the door, and he's like up on the fucking rafters, yep. Jason style, stabs the fucker with a pitchfork. Pitchfork kill. I was so happy for that. That was impressive. But then he, they upped it after that. They just did a buzzsaw <laughs> kill. He scalped a man. Right. Dude. him. <laughs> Boom. Dude goes down. Oh, I can't. Over. I didn't even remember that. Yeah. That and this Because the, guy, the guy's peeking in the window. He's like, huh? And then he goes, and it cuts the top of the guy's head it's off. It's so interesting because I hear people say, like, you were so into the story that you don't even notice the act. And I was like, that's bullshit. When I saw that scene, I was like, I was so into this movie and Arnold as a character, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I rewound it just to see it again. I was like, oh, and it paused was, it. I was like, man, what a cool shot. It was also practical effect. Yeah. Can we get Christopher Nolan is killing? Well, I heard his last movie didn't exactly 
you know, well, impress everybody. But no Christopher sense. Nolan to impress practical effects has won mostly everybody over at this point. And, and I mean, it was like, oh, you like that? Here's another. Kills another guy yeah. with a buzzsaw blade. And then, uh, as we see... Then, uh, then he gets fucking the axe, axe out. to a dick. Yeah, and it's then like... the awesome, at following that, chops a man's arm off. <laughs> well, yeah, practical he, as this hell, is, though. This is straight <laughs> up Friday the 13th right oh, here, this yeah. whole scene. I think it was. I think Stephen E. D. Souza was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna do a five minute uh, 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 montage, Mon- tip of the cap, homage, homage." Thank you. I couldn't figure out that word for a minute. There to those uh, horror films. Yeah, they were hot in the eighties, so yeah. And so the guy pointed out, "There's another homage." Hey, you chopped on. off my best friend's dick, and then he had his arm pointed out, so he chopped his arm off, and there goes my right. pen. And then he, I think he grabs the machine gun from one of the, the armless guy, probably. Yeah. Well, he killed all five of the guys who fired on the cat. Or one the way it'd be chair. better if he fucking beat a guy to death with that guy's arm. That would have really. I would have liked that. <laughs> but guys. he grabs the machine gun and he's got the fucking bullets that never go, never end. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. This is one of those guns where you see the feed of bullets that you uh, you have to like feed in there. You have to lift your arms so it feeds in there properly. And Murray has pointed out, Joe, what you may have noticed this back too. and forth with each scene. Sometimes yeah. it's long, sometimes it's short. It goes from just barely going over his wrist to down to his feet at multiple <laughs> times d- during different shots. And well, he reloaded, you know. There we go. We, he reloaded, Murray. <laughs> he pulled pulled gun screen, bullets no out of his deal. ass. He's just like, hey. He's very talented. <laughs> that sounds convincing to and me. And he killed like 20 more guys doing it. And that's great. He's like, Jenny! My, meanwhile, Jenny, going back to horror movie homages, Jenny goes to fucking Freddy Krueger's boiler room to hide for like a mansion. This was a very intricate fucking like. I thought, were we in the depths of the Titanic? What the fuck's Are going on? Are you saying on? the bowels of the building? The bowels. The bowels of the building. What was going on? Were you offended by uh, the boiler room of this mansion? I, it seemed very deadly. It was frightening for sure. It was I mean, enormous. It seemed kind of yeah, overboard. Yeah, How but... many valves? Do you have in your basement? Not freaking many. <laughs> and how many valves? Hundreds. Exactly. Hundreds if not thousands. Exactly. Like it, it looked like the boil the furnace area of the Titanic is. Yeah. yeah. But he hears eek, and that's his daughter, and he runs into the house first, and that's where Arius is there with his machine gun. We have a little shootout, but of course, you know. Areas. He's not going to fucking fuck up Matrix. Yeah, yeah and especially they, technically he's like the Lex Luthor of this whole thing. And he just gets blown away like it ain't yeah. shit. Well, first, they Matrix, don't wait, Matrix they don't does a nice Parsifal callback and rolls up, shoots Arius with the shotgun, I believe. Nine this times. Time no, you're right. <laughs> nine times. Yeah, I don't think you'd have a torso if you got shot nine <laughs> no. times with a fucking shotgun. And he just took them all. Yeah, he took them like a man. And he falls <laughs> out the window, dead. He well, he was trying to be a dictator, and he said, "My country appreciates strong men. Strong men would take nine shotgun blasts in the gut <laughs> and do nothing but fall through a window onto uh, what looked like a table full of mimosas and um, you know entrees." I was hoping you'd fall into like American flag. That would have been really awesome. Like well, impaled on it. I would have. It would have been cooler, but it didn't make sense. So they didn't use it. 
Murray. This movie's all about making sense. This movie is all about making sense. So now that we have rid of uh, areas, Aragorn. Everybody's Aber- dead, Aber- but Bennett. Every Mexican on that island is dead. And Bennett is chasing Jenny down in that fucking boiler room. Yeah, he's got the fucking glove with the fucking claws on it. He's going full-blown Freddy Krueger on her. He's got the fedora. Very Freddy 2 f- vibes here. <laughs> Very Freddy 2 vibes. Bowels yes. of the mansion, steam everywhere. They left. They did let out that. They cut out that scene where Jenny was cleaning her room, but you know, they didn't want to hit you over the head with the, the gay subtext. Joe, have I you found. ever seen Freddy Two? It's been a long time, so well, we have a video I... out there to help you, yeah. and then watch the movie. We break it down. I'm a Madden breakdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So we got. So he's coming. got her pinned down. Oh my god, she's gonna die, girl. Yeah, they're both down there. Jenny's shrieking out. John's trying to get down there, and of course, we already have uh, Bennett down there. You know, skulking about. We 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 already know what's gonna happen here. Bennett is gonna find her because she's shrieking out. Right. Yeah. And he does find her, and he's pinning her down in this furnace room. Our boy, a uh, Matrix, finds them. Yeah, well, he comes down shouting out for Jenny. Yeah. And so Bennett rounds a corner and starts firing his gun. Shoots him in the fucking shoulder, but, you know, it went all the way through, so don't worry about it. You ever been shot, Joe? No, I haven't, actually. Well, uh, just make sure it goes right through. If it goes all the way through, you're going to survive. Yeah, no problem there. And (laughs) especially in the shoulder. And so uh, we get this. This is where the the where you just show the evilness of Matrix, the cruelty of him. He knows this how to sweet talk Bennett with that sex talk. So he's like, "Remember, let's party. You don't need that fucking gun. Penetrate me with that knife." John, I have your daughter here. <laughs> I have one on you. You don't need a girl. <sighs> And then he's positively ah, orgasmic. He Watch these scenes. It. It was unbelievable. <laughs> he, he literally busted right before. Yes, he, uh, he did. Uh, John, I think I'm ready to come out. You're ready to come out. I put the gun down. I'll put the gun down. Give but me that need, knife. Oh, you need to give me the knife. <laughs> give me the knife. <laughs> say about the girl i'll put the girl down no he's like i don't need a girl <laughs> because he's gay he doesn't need a girl so he just throws jenny into the furnace practically and then they fucking go down to bone town with the knives they're just like doing an intricate dance you know they've done this before oh yeah this is foreplay for these guys and he's just fucking mind gaming the fuck out of bennett at this time yeah there's no way to do this, Joe. How how amazing is uh, Bennett's facials during this scene with the knife conversation? Oh, they're incredible. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of emotional conflict the entire way through. Just a lot of grappling inside. He's like, I have to kill the man I love, but this guy has hurt me so much. Right. I'm going to do I'm it. Glad he's I'm going to do it, and I'm going to kill him. But uh, it's just unbelievable because yeah. the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, you know what? This guy shouldn't be able to put up as much of a fight against Arnold as he is because he's killed uh-huh. 84 men at this point. How in the damn hell is this guy hanging with Arnold? But there's just that the power emotional of love. way yeah. to it. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. See, I want I want to I want to argue with it as well, but the emotional weight to it is what brings That's me back it. into it. Like he doesn't it. want to kill someone he's loved and they, you know, have all those fun inside jokes and all this right. stuff like you know, he's 
a part of him. I really want to see him. I believe they did. Uh, what was what was the guy who used to travel around and do the eating challenges? I believe oh, him. Yeah. And, I believe him man and food guy? man versus food. I believe that was men versus food, and it was Arnold and it or John Matrix and Bennett, and they went around the country together. Stay at hotels, share the bathroom. They were definitely into B and B's. Yeah, yeah. And that whole thing, and then they kill guys together. They laugh about it. <laughs> it was great. Right. Great like job. We fun. got paid yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, I gotta tell you, Mike, that was a good <laughs> shrimp dinner, and I really like fucking that guy. So the knife fight, they go from one furnace room to a super furnace room. Yeah, they get thrown over. The an heat edge. is awesome on this fucking island. Um, at this point, Arnold has the edge. He got one slash on uh, Bennett's wrist. So it's looking like Arnold has the edge here. But does he? I don't know. Because they go back and forth a little more. Uh, Is this where... I think Bennett's fucking him up, right? Because they fall off. We get get, get a horrible stuntman that looks nothing like Bennett. I think he might have been black. He falls down. They land on this grating. It's straight out of fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. These huge furnaces. Yep. They're in the bowels of hell, girl. They are in the Emotionally and literally. And Bennett just rips the freaking door off of one of these furnaces. Steel door. Rips it right off. It's incredible. Like he has power that su- the power of love. He has that superhuman Thank strength. Thank you. He said, "Fuck you, John. You broke my heart. I'm gonna break your damn skull." Again, we're going back to the the moms in distress when their baby is about to be murdered, and they get this superhuman strength. This is the power of love. Didn't T.J. Huey and the Lewis Band teach us uh, about that? Yeah, T.J. Huey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And I think it came out in 85, too. Should have been on the soundtrack. But they had to have that fucking steel drum. It's the music of love. What is that? It's Huey Lewis. Girl. <laughs> and so they lost their knives, so they're fighting some pipes. They're laying pipe. Well, yeah. This is the interesting about this fight. It's like Arnold never really gets an edge in it. He's fighting from underneath, if you will. And... Uh, Constantly, Bennett has maybe the edge. his like guilt is finally hitting him. He's like, I really did hurt this guy. Like he's fi- it's finally registering with him. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. And he's like, you know what? I deserve this. Right? Yeah. He's just getting hit with that pipe across those sweet laughs <laughs> repeatedly. He, dude, he's got to be feeling guilty. Like I feel guilty. I have a weird life in this little house, but I have a good little house here. John has a perfect little house, and he's raising a daughter, which is very admirable. Like, in 85, you never heard about father-daughter relationships like John and uh, Jenny's. So he's got to be feeling so much guilt. Probably. The weight. Okay, okay, again, the weight is incredible. So like like Joe said, he ripped the door off. So there's this blazing furnace. Why? It's like summer. Why are the furnaces yeah, running? It's just blazing. <laughs> it's like, like you know, it's like there are guys throwing coal into it. Like, <laughs> oh, we gotta keep it burning. Is this, is this a bakery? Like, is there, are they yeah. making bread? Maybe. Is there a crematorium? I don't fucking know. Fresh pizza pies <laughs> right upstairs. No, I won't say it. I won't say it. No, Let's go on. It. Let's go on. And so. He's pushing. Uh, I think uh, John's getting his face almost pushed into the fire, and he's like, "You he said he's maybe he's just like the cleansing of fire. I maybe I deserve this." And then he thinks about Jenny, and maybe he heard her squeak out. Well, she was watching. 
And he spins it around. Now he's pushing fucking Bennett into the fire. Yeah. Repressing those feelings once again. Wow, this goes really deep. This this is getting really deep and very much into the whole themes of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. (laughs) It it was just so amazing that just the power of love, like, strengthened Bennett so much. Because (laughs) he is clearly no physical match for Arnold. But, like, Arnold is almost powerless against Bennett. Bennett overpowers him so much because he's fueled by rage and pain. So did you like this moment? Because after the fire, there's a little pipe fight where he's softening him up. That's actually when he pushes him up into the fire. But then Bennett gets the edge again and pushes him to a wall. And Ben, or not Bennett, Matrix falls to his knees and Bennett works the kidneys. Right. And I'm going to make you pee blood. He's really pounding meat here. He's pounding me. You're right. Mm-hmm. He's pounding backside. Yeah. And he, I forget. What does Bennett say? I, I just remember Matrix's line. There's not a whole lot he says here. Uh, but he, he, Something like, about it making him feel alive again. Something, yeah. Like, something along those lines. Like, He's like, Bullshit! Oh. And then he, <laughs> yeah. then he throws him. Then there's like the electrical shit. Why is that yeah. down there? Like the I first... thought that was the finish. I was like, oh, he's dead. He's electrocuted. No. Yeah. Why? But why it. is the electricity right next to the furnace? That doesn't sound like a smart plan. And a chain link, a chain link fence. Well, that's because it's dangerous. We said high voltage. Yeah. So Bennett hits the chain link fence and falls down, and there just happens to be an Uzi there. So he picks up the Uzi. Where did the Uzi come from? Like pulled Bennett it out of his ass. Didn't have it. Did it's he? it's not basically. It was a different gun. Joe, at this point, we're not in reality anymore. This is what you're not understanding. Like Murray said, this is this is a own man's struggle with reality and his gayness. So what he what he has imagined is that Bennett has picked up a gun right now because what he says is, "I'm not going to shoot you between the eyes, John. I'm going to shoot you between the bowels." <laughs> And so he's trying to take his manhood away from him because he doesn't want any is other this, man. Is this him trying to rationalize killing his true love? Yes. He's trying to take away his ability. He – okay, this is a horrible thing. We all know love is not sex. All right, guys? Love is a battlefield. It's love is Benatar a battlefield. In all right? as well. And a battlefield takes on more than just uh, sexual interactions. You know, There's a whole lot more to it. Really? But for poor little Bennett, he thinks it's all about the dick and the balls. Oh, man. So he thinks if he shoots John in the dick, well, between the balls, that he'll ruin Which him. Is the dick, but yes, and that's what I think too. We'll but maybe, it, but maybe his dick is maybe he's he, the taint. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's got it shifted one leg well, or the other. We know he's got a huge fucking. He's the biggest dick that Bennett's ever seen. But know. right, but it could be shifted to one leg or the other. Well, so he we knows don't. which side he's they got a together intimately. Maybe seventy five twenty five because it's a big. But we're also all I know is if you get shot in the dick, it better go all the way through. You're gonna fucking die. We also know this is as an Uzi, which is the most inaccurate gun ever. But it looks cool. Uzi nine millimeter, (laughs) also the funnest. Exactly. (laughs) So we don't know where this bullet is. He's leaving this one up to fate. He's closing his eyes. Say, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) All right, but. Matrix has a one uh, pipe up his sleeve, <laughs> and he just hurls this huge phallic like in, like tool, Fucking javelin, oh pins him, steam, 
jizz. I don't know. I'm just saying. It might be. I'm talking about symbolism here. A giant pipe through his chest? Yeah. Piped him real good. It's just like a huge money shot. Just gushes. Gushes steam. White steam. I ran around my house after this, watching this movie a million times, throwing pool noodles at my sister, telling her to let off some steam. (laughs) And that's exactly what. Seriously. That's what made you let off some steam, Bennett. And walks out. And Kirby, he's there. He's like, you leave anything for us? Wink. Bodies. <laughs> Just bodies. And they're like, look, John, I want to get Spartan Squad back up. I need you. And he's like, and he's like, no, I'm done with the gay lifestyle. I'm a straight man now. I found a woman. I, have, I haven't talked to her. I've just... And she is clearly into it, though. Right. Like, and the he's look like, in her eyes is I like, I have a yeah. child. And then Kirby looks at him. I've seen that. I've heard that before. You'll be back. You crave that cock. I'll, I'll see you next time. Yeah. And then we see Ray, lovely Ray Don John come out of the plane, and he looks back. No chance. Looking amazing. It's like, no chance. I'm Joe, never going gay again. It's- interpretations on the ending of this movie. Is Arnold returning to the gay life, or has he decided that... Cindy's his life. Is she good enough? He said he's going to try it out. In that moment, he thinks it's the right play. But I like uh, that you're saying, I think. You know, right. it's just. How you don't know a man's heart. You don't know a man's heart. It. After yeah. three months, he's going to decide, well, this is a good snack for now. But uh, Who do you think is a good replacement for Vernon? Because, oh, my God, he was a whole package. The mustache, the accent. How do you replace him? I don't know. That's his dilemma. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Maybe he'll leave Jenny with uh, with Cindy and just find a new guy. I don't know. Maybe he'll start up start, start up a Spartan Squad to recruit some new guys because the Spartan Squad is dead. Spartan Squad. <laughs> I just love that. Not once was it actually mentioned what they did, what the team was. It was just they were on this team. Oh, don't worry. If you watch more of these movies, they never mention never names. Know, They're just. I'm ex-military. On a team. Something that allows you to kill people and have no repercussions. This is the best way to make a movie 90 minutes. It's just like, don't worry. He's this. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. He's a bad fucker. You have that scene where you lay out the credentials. He's, he's, you know, fought in Nam. Three tours in Nam. Killed five million people. Twenty purple hearts. And then. Wow. Birthday episode. Hell of a birthday. Nine hours long. All worth it. <laughs> Enjoyed every minute of it. Exactly. Thank you for being with us, Joe. It was great. Thank you for having me, Joe. Uh, oh, we, we hope to have lovely. you back. It we really fun. do. Oh, I'll watch any movie. Well, we'll, oh, we'll be reaching we'll out to you shortly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We already have a whole month planned, and we've been meaning to address this, but we're waiting. five minutes away. <laughs> okay. So there you go. So I hope... You guys enjoyed the gift we gave you, which is this great episode. But that's not all. Next week, Griff. Griff, have we ever... I'm trying to think. Have we ever done an Asian movie? Asian movie? Yeah. We've done like movies starring Asians. But have we really done a Chinese? I've or... put up a few, but I don't think we've actually done one. Well, we're going to do Outside one. of Bruce Lee. We're doing one next week. We're going to the land of the rising sun next week, Griff. That's... Oh, is that like uh, the Orient or something? That's the Orient. You can get the finest robes you can find in the Orient. But not only robes, Griff. We're going to the land of anime, the land of garbage wrestling. I got to tell you, I've been watching a lot of anime. I'm ready for this. The land of the shit deity Maki Ito. Maki Ito, yeah, good job. And the land of vending machines with soiled panties. (laughs) 
and the Hate land of manga. Because we're doing a movie based on a manga. It's, it's yeah. the story of Ogami Ito and his son Daigoro, better known to you guys as Lone Wolf and Cub. We're doing the movie Shogun Assassin. I might have to see if my other friend wants to do this too because, my God, he got me into this this whole thing, the Lone Wolf and Cub. Who is that? Tail Van Dave. Oh, well, he's welcome to come. Well, yeah, I'm going to ask him. So that'll be it for next week. Happy birthday to us and keep it warm.